Evening, everybody. Well, I don't know. I might be early on that. I don't know. But evening, everybody. Uh, if if you're tuning in for Laugh Olympics chatter, uh, we have to cover that in pre-show. And, and <laughs> that's not actually a joke. Uh, we did because we we don't have a lot else going on in pre-show. Uh, but as you can see, Chad LaForce is with us. We're going to talk all about Easy Kill 9. Uh, we're also going to talk about all the news uh, from over the weekend about G.I. Joe Classified in San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, but first, give a listen to our kick-ass theme song. We'll be right back. It's time for the What's on Joe Mind team stream. I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. You're a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. How's everybody? Ready for Laugh Olympics. Right. I, Laugh Olympics. Although I thought that, you know, every four years, I thought that was next summer. You're only 40-odd years too late. As long as the Globetrotters show up and some guy starts pulling surfboards out of his hair, I'm good. <laughs> the Super Globetrotters. So good. Oh man, Super Globetrotters were involved in Laugh Olympics. It'd still be on the air. Yeah. And the real Ghostbusters. Is that the one with the gorilla? No, no, no. no the no, the no, filmation. Just, just the Ghostbusters was yeah. the gorilla, yeah. Okay. One the one based on the old Larry Storch Forrest Tucker show, yeah. <laughs> and sold, not after they sold not many toys back in the day. <laughs> it's a shame because really character design on that show is beautiful. It was a, a lovely, it lovely was... program. The animation itself on that show was really, it was really was fantastic. I didn't like it as a kid, but you go back and watch it now, you're like, they were crushing it on this show. Right. Yeah, Filmation basically has a, has, they, they, they had really great character design. And the things that they did animate came out really well. It's just that, you know, they were constantly recycling scenes. So they had an amazing ability to look really good and really cheap at the same time. Right. Like <laughs> He-Man. Like he yeah. Or right. Battlestar yeah. Galactica. Hang on, we're launching from Galactica again. 20th time this episode. There we go. Anyways, he's back from Logan Airport. He's the former head of G.I. Joe marketing for Hasbro. It's the hot show, Mark Weber. I mean, and if any of you have ever flown through Logan Airport, you know that's no small task. Jesus, yeah. that hole. Ugh. Logan and uh, Seattle. If I could avoid those. And, and LA, LAX, man. Ugh. If I can avoid those three for the rest of my life, uh, which is kind of hard to do when you go to Oregon a lot, mm. but yeah, I, I could do without a visit to any of those three. Thank you very you much. can't fly into Portland. Uh, not you can't fly direct anywhere from Providence, right? I would love to fly out of Providence all the time, yeah. but if you're especially if you're going to Bend, that means small flight somewhere, medium flight somewhere else, small flight to Bend. So, and I don't, you know, I'm here. I am going to play grumpy old man three minutes into the program, but it feels like making connecting flights is harder than ever. 
So yeah. if I can just do it once and yeah. not twice, it's probably better long term. But it means I got to bite the bullet and, and do the Logan thing, which kind of sucks. Mm. He's uh he's in the bottom row because uh, we don't want to give him we don't want to give him top billing. Uh, he's a man without a show. Our comic expert, Rack Time Rob. Hi. Any uh, random facts about Laugh Olympics that you want to share with the folks at home? Uh, no, but you know, one day I'll just kind of go through and see how many how many wins the Yogi Yahoo's and the Scooby Doobies had. But I know the really rotten's had one. They they won once. They won once. They must have cheated. They Hamilton. They probably did, but they Hamilton burgered their way to a win. <laughs> wow, Perry Mason reference. Perry Mason reference. That's all right. So that's that's. We, we've we've already turned over some bases for a GI Joe pro podcast that one would not expect. The Filmations, Ghostbusters, Laugh Olympics, Perry Mason. We're not. If even, you had that on your bingo card, <laughs> it's your night. We just hit the five minute mark, and that counts the theme song. So yeah. Uh, anyways, our special guest tonight, he is the the king of undead operator figures. Um, he has just launched relaunched his Kickstarter for, for that uh, glorious O-Ring 118th scale figure campaign. Chad LaForce is with us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful to be here again. Um, last time I was here, we were just winding down the campaign, and this time we just launched it. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me back. It's, it's, a different, uh, it's a different experience catching the what's on Joe Mind push at the beginning. Well, and yes. Kickstarter aside, not that many people come back. <laughs> so it's great to see. You. <laughs> I've been missing you guys. I'll come back all the time. Just what, you know, what you need to do then is launch more Kickstarters because it seems to be what yeah. we fill our schedule with. We're trying to help out everybody doing a doing an O-ring figure, I think. So you just need to launch more of those. But did you guys have the of- Navy guys on here? What's that now? Did you have the Navy guys on here, the one that just that just wrapped up? No, I, I I was not able to because my own schedule went crazy. But we sure plugged them like crazy. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, it was a it nice was campaign way to, to give them a push. I I know Josh from for a long time now, uh, so it broke my heart that we were not able to get him in. But that that's on me. That's not on them. Um, well, you you're a terrible human. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it worked, All right, worked. so. Someone in the comments is shopping at a Marvel-only comic shop. What? That that would be Scott there, and Scott, yeah. yeah. So, a complete Mar- lack of editorial influence at that comic shop, I would say. Right. My goodness, it's a terrible comic shop, Marvel only. Not that Marvel doesn't do great stuff, but only Marvel. That's because they they only have so much room for all those Spider Men. Right. Well, I and, I, and look, the DC only shops only have room for the nineteen Batman titles. For the Batman Batman titles, the three Superman titles, and then the three other titles. Right. Meanwhile, Dark Horse is launching their new Horshack uh, comic, so it's going to be good. Nice. Epstein was going to be in it, but he had a note. Getting Joe Self as bingo there. That's that's a cheap one. I I don't know if we can allow that one. I'm just here to help. Oh, he threw the flag. I'm sorry. (laughs) Find the sound effect, too. Does that... Does that mean I don't get paid? Damn. Correct. Well, what else is new? <laughs> I start now. 
Anywho, we are uh, we are elbow deep in news tonight. We really need to get started on that stuff. Um, uh, if you got questions about the Kickstarter, hang on to them. We will answer all as many of them as we can get to. Second half of the program. We're going to do news first. We're going to talk all about Chad's project. Second half. He's just happens to be enough of a of a dork like us that he he can do news with us. So we're we're not uh, we're not doing special editions with Chad. Yeah. You're you're good. At, you're regular enough to be regular. Oh yeah, I'm full dork. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> but uh, of course, first before we get to the news, we do we do have one other uh, fun little segment that we like to get to first, which we like to call community calendar. Oh boy. Chicken nuggets, one thing. Yeah, it's a I'll I'll warn everybody in advance. Uh, Absorbance has done four more of those since last week. Um, but I, didn't, I didn't debut any of those tonight. Because I didn't, want to, I didn't want to spend the ten minutes trying to explain what was going on <laughs> when time is at kind of a premium. So we just, we just went ahead and gave you the the debut of Sar Staff Sergeant Cnugs one more time. Remember, you too can have your own piece of what's on Joe Mine history. Uh, pick up your very own uh, Staff Sergeant Cnugs paraphernalia at the T Public Store. Link down below. Codename Beef Snugs, I think. Peach Snugs. Half Sergeant Snugs. Half Sergeant Snugs. He's not only is he's not only, you know, NCO material. He's like super NCO material. I mean, he retreats. You're, you're saying thing. you would have to explain the new ones, like we know what the hell is going on in the old ones. Fair enough. <laughs> but our, our man of Gordon's, he's kind of like these last four. He's kind of. They, they they string together. There's a loose story going on now. Oh my gosh! There's a narrative. There's. I want. I cannot wait until the <laughs> debut of Mercer Nug, who's a <laughs> Wendy's Nugget, <laughs> who, has de, who has defected, and Mike will never accept it. <laughs> yeah. No. But uh, Scott's got a point. Uh, podcast listeners miss out on those graphics. I, I was chatting with uh, with one of our fans from the very beginning, uh, the legendary Rock Mastrangelo, who has been an audio listener all these years. He finally caught a video episode, and he, he, he was blown away. He had no idea that all this weird noise had something to do with what was going on on screen. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Loosely. <laughs> right. We, we don't know ourselves what the hell's going on. <laughs> I mean, really... If, if I'm anything, it's content provider and absorb bids. It's just let us know in the comments. Hmm. Mercer <laughs> Doug is a possibility. Could happen. Could happen. Could happen. At any what, moment. What if, what would a flat top look like on a chicken nugget with no head? Hmm. Whatever, man. I'm here for it. <laughs> I think I need to see that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll expect number five at some point. <laughs> I, I just, just need some working into the narrative. Just oh. changed his weekend plans. He said, "Honey, 
Was that concert we were going to Saturday? <laughs> oh. Uh, Bart, with a, an update from last week, the uh, Butler Area Toy Show, no hugs given, but did see an original complete Night Boomer for 1500 bucks. Well, there you go. All right. Same about the hugs, man. I I, I know you, you put it out there for everybody. I, I feel bad that no one wants to no one wants to hug you. I don't know. Okay, Boomer. I give hugs. We can do hugs. Just yeah. right. Well, I mean, we're going to put up the uh, community calendar and whatever show you're at, you can you can hand out hugs there. That's right. <laughs> First up, it's the KYGI Joe Show. Woohoo! Tenth uh, Annual Kentuckyana GI Joe Toy Expo is this Saturday in the Paraquet Springs Conference Center. Uh, that is in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. As you can see there on the ad, our 10th anniversary show full of old and new 12-inch and 3 and 3-quarter-inch G.I. Joe, Star Wars, superhero figures, Marks, Migos, contest cosplay, and much, much more. Uh, 10 to 4. Uh, admission is just $8. Early bird gets you in an hour early for 15 Excuse me. There's a Friday night preview on the 28th. Uh, that gets you admission on the 29th as well for 30 And as you know, uh, pre-show is when all, all the great deals happen. Uh, slide on over to kygijoe.com for more details and and current news. Um, Mark, any terrible jokes about KYGI Joe for us before this one leaves the schedule? I've heard from different people that it's either the most satisfying or the least satisfying show of the year. So I guess it, it, it all depends on, on how Look, you I, use it. I, I know these guys and I know the quality room that they set up as far as dealers go. This will be the most satisfying okay. experience of the year. We'll go with that. Uh, I just say, just be careful as you're shopping. Don't get too grabby because the more you tighten your grip, the more the collectibles will slip through your fingers. Right. Uh, Diana Davis asks, we know it's smooth, but is it warm? Uh, it's Kentucky in the summertime, so yeah, it's going to be toasty. Yeah. Uh, going to be moist. Going to be moist. That's the word. It's going to be a three. It's going to be a three schmutz rag day. <laughs> Andrew says Ron Rudet will be there. That, that sounds Oh hey, Andrew Garrison breaking news. I mean that's that's Garrison for you. Garrison I know. Garrison is the 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 thumb on the, the pulse of shows in the Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio region. Um old friend of the program, Andrew Garrison. You can't get one past him. Uh, generally, if it happens in this part of the country, he has sent me an email about it. See what other guests they were able to squeeze in at kygijoe.com. <laughs> <laughs> you and other guests were able to just slip right in. There this is go. all just dawning on me what we're actually talking about. <laughs> I'll never quite Sometimes, be the same. Just now, I was like, oh. It's, it's kind of like Pong. Sometimes it bounces around a little bit before, or, you know. We have no idea what you said there, Mark. You were in out the entire time. Broke up, Mark. Uh-oh. Mark's broken. Regardless, our work is done. We've broken Chad. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and we're back. You're going to be scared people off like that. So, again, that is, that is this Saturday at the 10th Annual Kentucky Atta G.I. Joe Toy Expo. I'm sorry, guys. I really am. I, I can't help it, though. 
Um, it's a great show. It, you know, we, we, we sit here, we make fun of the website, uh, but those guys, they put on a great G.I. Joe show. If you're, if you're anywhere close for within a couple hours of this one, worth the trip, get on out uh, to Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Go there. It's well worth your eight bucks. And there's yeah, a statue. Uh, Andrew says of, I shouldn't think wait, about it, a, so I'm not gonna. There's a statue of the unknown comic in Shepherdsville, I'm told. I I would think that that would be in Burbank, but whatever. Mm. You don't know where he's from. I'm just saying. I I know where his name was made. That's that's out of the Paris studio. Fair enough. That's that's probably right as you land at the Burbank airport. You <laughs> greeted by the unknown comic. The unknown. And, ha and how do you get out of the Burbank airport? <laughs> There's no good way out. You know why? Because they're all it's, it's all so jammed. jammed. It's you. You see the unknown comic statue, and right in front of that is probably the unknown comic. Yeah. How would you know? Well, I mean, the guy slinging one-liners with a bag on his head is kind of a giveaway. <laughs> that's true. Check him, baby. Check him, baby. He's he's still alive. He's still out there. I forget that gentleman's name, but he's 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 there. He's still out of there. Of course, you forget his name. He's unknown. He's unknown. Next up, that's right. Uh, August third through sixth here in Indianapolis is Gen Con. Uh, our good friends from Renegade Game Studios will be there, including the one, the only Ryan Costello. Uh, they will have uh, classes on the GI Joe trading card game and for uh, Mission Critical, the, the the board game RPG thing. Uh, with the expensive add-ons, that's that looks really cool, and I wish I could get. Um, but that is going to be here in Indianapolis, August three through six, at the Indiana Convention Center downtown in scenic Indianapolis, Indiana. You get in free if your name is actually Jen. With a G. I have a friend who's I have a friend who's Jen with a G. I'll it's send her over. It's got to be Jen with a G, and they do check your ID because uh, those. Okay. Are they're kind of expensive, yeah. even the one day ones. I mean, yeah, you got to watch out for scalpers. Gen Con, isn't it? Isn't it the one for the role playing game crowd? Like yeah. the yeah. biggest one of the whole year, right? Yeah. 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 Indianapolis is the second biggest convention city in America, and Gen Con is the biggest convention in Indianapolis. So it's Las Vegas, then Indianapolis? Correct. Yeah. Correct. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that. No, but they set up the entire downtown to accommodate it, so it makes sense once you get, once you get here. Okay. Um, and the experiences are similar, so right. It's it, the gambling. It just the difference is you know regulated uh, gaming versus three card Monty guy out in front of the Circle Center Mall. Right. Uh, but I, in in their defense, I've heard the Indianapolis brothels are top notch. <laughs> it's best not to talk about. It. Yeah, it's best I'm not to say, talk about. I, that. I'm just saying I've heard from a right. guy. I mean, really, the further you get away from the airport, the less less likely that is to be true. I just heard that from a guy. Speaking of airports, Diana Davis. And his, and his brother. She lives right by the Burbank airport. Um, so she is there to encourage the unknown comic, I guess. I don't know. How do you get to the Burbank? Wait, I'll ask that next week. Well, according to Andrews, go north on the 5 or south to the 170. But both of those are jammed. Always jammed. You guys are you guys are not doing a good job of cluing me in on what to put on screen. You guys are terrible today. Chad, thank you for being here. You're a professional. <laughs> yes, no, I am. He's bringing Mark, up the GPA. Mark's talking over the host. Rob can't tell me what to what to put on screen. 
You're you're doing a good job, man. I like to. I, I'm just amused by the fact that at episode 271, you're still looking for professionalism. These what? Guys, these guys suck. <laughs> you guys suck. So, anyways, if you're coming to if you're coming to Gen Con, and my guess is if you were coming to Gen Con, you'd already know. Um, be sure to check out our friends at Renegade Game Studios, uh, and particularly our friend Ryan Costello will be in attendance. Um, I I have launched preliminary plans to get him out someplace for a burger. So we'll see if we can pull that off. It's Chad is here. There's two Chads here. You might have to actually shut it down. Uh, it's Chad notes that Chads are always professional and extra. And I don't know, man. I've been on his show, and I don't know either of those to be true. <laughs> no, it's not. No, he lies. <laughs> That's terrible, and I apologize. But hey, it's all He's good. He's got fun. a great show. He does. I, I I like Chad quite a bit. But um, next up, of course, Joe Lanta on on the schedule. You can't have a summer of GI Joe conventioning without Joe Lanta showing up. Um, that is August 11th through 13th at the Hilton Peachtree Corners in Hotlanta, Georgia. Get all the details at JoeLanta.org. I think Ron Rudat's at this one too. Uh, that Ronnie gets around. Joe Lanta. I think that's because I don't have an update, but Ron tried, Ron was beginning to quit smoking a couple of months ago. So that mm -hmm. that may be why he's running laps around America right, right. now. <laughs> <laughs> so kudos. <laughs> Ron drew that. Well, all I'm saying is we got a logo here that's got uh, it's got Optimus Prime, it's got Battle Cat, it's got Spock, it's got Darth Vader, it has no three and three quarter Joes, and it's Joe Lanta. Come on, guys. Are we sure yeah, you, you have a valid point. Who made this PSA? I, I get the 12-inch. You all got your heart on for the 12-inch guy. Come on. Uh, at least he's got Bullet Man. Yeah, yeah apparently in his single and ready-to-mingle outfit. That was Bullet Man's <laughs> outfit. Dude. That's awesome. I guess he is the Christmas present. <laughs> Jeff Butler notes. Shirts required by attendees, but not necessarily by toys. Dude, it's like oh, well, the shirtless guy. I think is a big gym. He's yeah. a bit of a player. Why are his arms a different color than his chest, though? I'm... He's old, bro. The plastics, you know, right, yeah. just the discolorization. Like we know these things, Mark. You know this. Stuff. I'm just saying. As all of us from the '70s know. Um, don't ask questions about miscolored body parts. Just saying. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's inferior Mattel product. It's cheap rubber. Like, right. Check out my four pack, ladies, and also my grossly miscolored arms. <laughs> I, hanging off by just a thread, <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's Chad notes the the best inside line of the day. They're hard on for twelve inches. But up, the jokes has, write themselves. You has guys. nothing to do with the KY show. <laughs> mm, that won't go away. Is that going to be all night? Uh, all night. That's old, dude. <laughs> we got to get where we can because that one's that's this Saturday, so it's not going to be on the show again for a while. No, until they okay. Let's use it. Show. No, let's use it. Yeah, we got to we got to we got to get that out of our system because otherwise it's going to cause a buildup and then there's a problem. Yeah. yeah. It's thick in the crotch, though, right? It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We okay. promise. I just want to make sure. 
Yeah. No more KY jokes until next year. <laughs> or until well, they do one in January, don't they? Yeah. So yeah. maybe end of this year. Okay. Maybe maybe end of this year. I don't know. But uh, uh, cheapest big spender says there went the PG rating. Well, well, there's a reason why you we know what show you're watching. Yeah, <laughs> we tell YouTube this one isn't for kids, so it's that's on them if that's what happened there. Uh, Scott with a legitimate comment. Uh, Big Jim had rubber bend arms like the 90s G.I. Joe 12-inch figures, um, which should help him out at the KY G.I. Joe show. That's exactly right. Figure out how to get that banner off of there. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, when I'm counting on you guys to talk, you're silent. Yeah. I, I was to trying to figure out how to, how to put KY and Big Jim and rubber bends together <laughs> in a joke, and I just Big couldn't quite connect the dots so i let it go big big jim was ken's cooler brother right uh alcorn does note uh, mattel jokes who's got a hit movie out and he's got a point he does did somebody, did somebody make a mattel joke talk to me in two weeks about a hit movie and we'll see if that's what actually happens or not. <laughs> we're sitting on a gi joe show that that thing made it more money than snake eyes by wednesday and it didn't get released until thursday <laughs> you mean, you guys made Snake Eyes made seventy five cents. So. <laughs> you mean to tell me Barbie, that it, Barbie knocked that one out on 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 just uh, you know tipping the driver that dropped it off at the, the theater? A toy company took a historic toy property with decades of uh, momentum behind it, took good care of it with the studio, and turned out a massive hit. Yeah. Wow. What was that out? Like? Right. Jeff Butler notes that Big Jim is Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, we got to get out of community calendar. <laughs> Someday. Go find some pants, Bullet Man. That's, that's what we got, folks. That's all for community calendar. Thank God. Chicken nuggets, one thing. I mean, that's a scene. Here we go. Four or five. Damn! She knows. It's not that much. I'm so much better. I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. Terrifying. If you actually watch it close, like if someone broke it down frame by frame, Twice the Cnug retreats across the screen, turns to check back, and goes, "Nope, they're still coming." <laughs> and keeps running. As Rob said last week, "What do you want? He's chicken." That's yeah. a good point. I found him pretty menacing, personally. The way the big arms, the gun, the I just I, I enjoyed that uh, absorbed, absorbed vids actually lined him up to where one of the lasers was shooting from. Money <laughs> <laughs> on special effects there. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you. It's well done. That's good content. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're stressed for time, so it only took us a half an hour to get to the news. <laughs> oh, dear God. What's become of us? <laughs> Best not to ask. It's debatable.
First news item. Do 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 do. All right. First news item is is not a great one. Uh, so this is from Twitter, uh, from pillar of the community, Canadian GI Joe collector, at GI at GI Canadian. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what to say or how to process this exactly. Uh, we'll update this post when I'm able to. Sometime around July 12th and 13th, when I was in South Africa, my storage place south of Edmonton was broken into. I only recently started to use it again because we had to move tons of stuff thanks to the fires that ravaged so much of Alberta. Uh, the alarms were disabled and locks cut. It looks like there were multiple visits to the place. The police must have been, uh, the police have been fantastic so far, but I'm in the process of letting shops all across the province and country know uh, what I have, uh, no, what I know, what I know to be missing. Oh, I can read. Um, I'll update that list here when I can. There are multiple slabbed comics, early Amazing Spider-Man, early X-Men, tons of others, along with at least one complete run and tons of multiples of mostly USGI Joe uh, mint on cards with some foreign, some graded, many in acrylic cases. Uh, most of those were in old-style white comic long boxes. Many of the carded Joes were in comic bags with boards. Or at least 100 box G.I. Joe vehicles taken and 30-plus Transformers. Some of the notable G.I. Joe boxes included a Night Boomer sealed, Night Striker sealed, USS Flag complete. I'll let you guys read it, uh, the rest of it, if you want. Uh, you can pause the video and pick up from there. Uh, notable Transformers include a Canadian Pepsi Optimus Prime in box, etc., uh, etc. Et no, there are Battle Beasts, Visionaries, and some Fisher-Price Little People things gone as well. All be boxed or carted. Uh, multiple bins of Loose Joes and other 80s toys were also grabbed. Most of them would be in Ziploc bags with all of their accessories and or file card. I'll try to update the list with pictures and serials for the graded things. Please, if you hear of anything or see anything weird pop up on Marketplace or Kiji or eBay, etc., let me know. I'll be offering a reward for information that leads me to tracking some of this stuff down. Thanks for your help. Some of the stuff will absolutely show up somewhere without a doubt. So there, that's, that's what we can do to, to help them along. Uh, you see anything weird turn up for obnoxiously low prices? Uh, give a thought. You know, get, uh, keep this in mind. Uh, this is some bullshit. Nobody should have to deal with this sort of thing. Uh, and if we can do something to help uh, Canadian uh, GI Joe collector get some of his uh, priceless collection back, so that he can earn a living, um, we should do that. That's uh, I mean. That's all. Spin on that. I'm really, I'm really sorry that happened, and hopefully, the uh, the community can help uh, get this to a better resolution. Right. Uh, so again, I, I apologize that the first news item is no fun tonight, uh, especially on a show where we've already lost all semblance of sanity. Uh, but we needed to get this out there. So again, I know there's some of some folks who watch our show that are very much into the high end collectibles. Uh, so just keep an ear to the ground. You, you find something that turns up and it's for um, from a place that you haven't seen stuff like this before or from a for a price that's a lot lower than you'd expect. Um, you know what they say about things that are you, too good to be true, that seem too good to be true? They usually are. Uh, so uh, keep these guys in mind. Uh, keep uh, Canadian G.I. Joe Collector, G.I. Canadian on Twitter uh, abreast if you think any of his stuff might be turning up there. Uh, Matt Rubin says, I don't think those prices are going to be too low from what I've read. The robbers knew what they snagged, but that's not how selling stolen stuff works, Matt. 
um, you're you're not gonna you know they're not gonna sell it for dirt cheap, but it's gonna be less than you'd expect because it didn't cost them anything to get. So that's a pretty good pretty good margin uh, when you're selling a, a three thousand dollar mitten box flag that you didn't pay anything for. And they're gonna want to move it fast, right? Well, and and you're, selling, you're selling it for fifteen hundred bucks. Well, that's fifteen hundred bucks. Well, and some of it is a lot of it is so rare that you might spot a guy who happens to have two really rare things suddenly up for sale on eBay, right? Right. So, so everybody keep an eye out. That's all we're saying. Next news item. <laughs> hey, congratulations to Heavy Armor Toys. They're in the Navy campaign on Kickstarter, funded over the weekend. Sword well what a great campaign this was. Yeah, really grassroots stuff. I, I uh, apologize to those guys. I was not able to get them on the program, mostly because my own schedule did not work outside of Tuesday nights for a few weeks. Uh, but um, but Josh and company did a great job with this one. The $21,000 goal, they got up past $32,000, unlocked a couple of stretch goals. Uh, for everybody who's been longing for ketchup, mustard, and uh, ketchup and mustard from the 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 uh, the Sky Striker uh, Haslab, uh, those guys are part of this campaign. I mean, obviously, it's not the same exact figures, uh, but he styled a couple of them after that, and they are available. They did unlock. Um, head on over to Heavy Armor Toys on Facebook. You will get more uh, information uh, for when they open their backer kit. Uh, they will continue to accumulate funds, and they will make uh, figures available to new purchasers there. Um, but that's not going to be for a few weeks, so you, you got a little bit of time. Uh, but uh, congratulations to Heavy Armor Toys again. Great job on the In the Navy campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm done. in. I'm in. Send me my condiments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff Butler. Uh, pledged for five so you can get ketchup, mustard, relish, and two sailors. That's right. That's uh, Heinz ketchup hunt and uh, French mustard golden. And I did not figure out a name for the green one yet. <laughs> for the relish. For relish. I, I I just haven't had a chance. It has to be <laughs> Dell something sweet, right? Right. <laughs> Dell something. Dell. Dell. Um... Classic. Dale Kosher. <laughs> You're on the right track. Yeah, he's one of those. Uh, he's one of those. Dale Kosher Gherkin. Yeah. Oh, I like it. But, uh, kosher Gherkin. More, more Kickstarter success. And, um, uh, and like I said, unfortunately, we weren't able to get these guys on the program, but uh, we we did shill for them as much as we could. Uh, so mm -hmm. I guess we can we can, we can still claim a little bit of the what's on Joe mind push, right? You can, you get to claim some of the zhuzh. <laughs> Just can't spell it. The <laughs> no, you don't, you don't spell a word like zhuzh. No, you just, you just live it. Just live it. <laughs> oh, Josiah Alcorn notes that uh, a skateboarder chick would go great with this line. We agree. Ooh. I mean, what, what I, line I, I know, I'm, I'm just saying. I think you know a guy, right, Chad? I know a guy that does that sort of thing. I, Green Lantern relish. I don't think that's going to quite work. Mm. It's not really. You know. What oh, kind wow. of crazy? It goes, 
What kind of crazy chick would do a goofy-footed McTwist off the USS flag? Come on now. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she, she would skate goofy on a flag. I, I know her, and yeah, that's not out of the question at all. We already know. We already know one chick who kick flips over the skyline of San Diego. Hell yeah. So, but uh, Sean Russell asks, are they going to have a backer kit? And I just said yes. There will be a backer kit in about a month. Uh, so yep. head over to Heavy Armor Toys on Facebook. They will have all the details for you. They'll give you the timeline as soon as they have that set up themselves. Uh, as for right now, this thing just ended Saturday. So uh, let's give them a couple days to breathe, right? Yeah. Backer kit nope. in about a month, honestly, is what some said. It takes sometimes several weeks to get it up and running. Yeah. There's a whole process. Nobody's calling that guy Aunt B's dill pickle. <laughs> no, that is correct. Nobody. <laughs> Except see if it's big spin. I like it. Diana Davis requests that we speak louder. She's sauteing chicken and can't hear us. You're sauteing a what? <laughs> Sorry, Chad. Sauteing some sea nugs. Right? Do they have arms? Well, <laughs> <laughs> arms and little automatic weapons. You get the cleaver out. You just whack them off and <laughs> and the gun. You save you save for stock. <laughs> the gun has a stock. But uh, Firefly says he needs that not deep six and not torpedo. Well, again, they will continue to to accumulate funds and unlock goals in the backer kit. So make sure you spread the word around when that backer kit gets open, uh, and maybe may, might might get done. That that not wetsuit that you see there in the graphic. He's up next at forty two grand, so he's not out of the picture. If this was a Chinese company, that you know, they call them Deep Five, right? <laughs> deep Seven, <laughs> something terribly inventive, Optimus Prime, or something. Or Dip Six, <laughs> right? <laughs> Torpedo, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Six Deep. Oh. <laughs> sweat, sweatsuit. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Sweatsuits kind of catch you. Just write that down Ship, for a future shipwreck. <laughs> Next new sign. Chips Ahoy. He could be Chips Ahoy. <laughs> do, do, yeah. do, 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 do. Wait a minute. We might not be ready for next news. I, I, I moved away from the button. So. <laughs> Anyways, it brings us into the uh, whopping load of San Diego Comic Con G.I. Joe classified news. Holy cow. There was a lot that went on on that panel, wasn't there? Yeah. So anyways, to, to lead it off, we had some name-only reveals uh, from the assembled team of Emily, Lenny, uh, John Warden, and Tony. Uh, Jinx, Torch, Classic Duke, Classic Scarlet revealed to us there there was going to be some general retail issues of the Vamp with Clutch and the SMS with the Techno Viper. That's the MMS, but in evil colors. Um Ooh. And, uh, of course, those have asterisks, so shut up. We'll get to it. Um, but, uh, gents, how we feel about these name reveals? Nice. Needed. Uh, can't go wrong with Jinx. Classic Duke is always going to be a big hit. Classic Scarlet. I mean, Techno Viper. I mean, this is – I don't collect any classified, but most of these are right up my alley of what I'd be wanting to get if I were in classified, so why not? Right. Right. I mean, Torch you knew was coming because they didn't. Buzzer and Ripper were announced as on the way. 
Uh, classic yeah. Scarlet, you knew was coming because we saw Glenda in the the, the Dragonfly. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That was, you know, that's that that would be a criminal not to do at that point. Uh, but uh, the classic Duke's a win, even though I, I like the new Duke, but whatever. And, and Jinx, of course. Uh, hopefully, that's uh, that's uh, some kind of red suited Jinx because that movie Yellow Jinx didn't really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I believe they Jinx said it was your classic red suit Jinx. All right. Because they've they've done Jinx well in other incarnations too, like like what uh, Valor versus Venom Jinx is pretty cool. I think I think that's what, good design. Um, but good stuff, good stuff, and and um, you know these were just the name reveals, of course. There's a lot more coming, and we'll start ca- taking a look at some digital renders. You can see there's there's classic Duke. He's pretty happy with things. He's always smiling. Eighty eighty four Duke is such a positive guy. I dig him. Mm-hmm. That's two weeks in a row in the slideshow. So he's going to turn the sorry lot of you into soldiers, and he's going to going to beam while doing it. First, first up on that uh, first step is good oral hygiene. Sure. Yeah, you got to floss. You can't if you're in this outfit, you floss. Yeah. Dental health leads to total health. Mm-hmm. It so does. says Doctor Mindbender. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Augustine says ketchup jinx, not mustard jinx. Not mustard jinx. Well done, sir. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you did a nice red repaint on the uh, on the Akiko, that that might make a ki- a killer jinx. But I think he's going to be leaning more classic. Now, Beta Ray Bob says something interesting here. So I'm surprised the vamp isn't a Haslab. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll we'll about that. on that momentarily too i want to we, okay. we're, we're still doing the news yeah. right right well it, it not not so much that but there's more vamp news coming so yeah uh, right, right 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 okay okay okay, okay. on that in a in a in a few few moments uh but digital renders here of course they let off with python copperhead python cobra officer uh no surprises you know they're doing python patrol in target so uh those are some easy repaints um that copperhead's a winner. So whatever, whatever it's get give us a repaint of that figure. Other than, his, other than his water polo cap. Boy, does that look bad in yellow? It, it's it's just the digital render, man. Yeah. It looks better in oh. better in actual <laughs> in hand. I'm, yeah, I'm sure his <laughs> banana scalp will look a whole lot better in the 3D. So bitter. Hey, I'm allowed to dislike it. Looks weird. I'm allowed, allowed. I'm allowed to criticize allowed. your dislike of banana. Themes. Was that was that what the original one looked like? I don't honestly don't know. I don't remember either. I have very little Python anything in my GI Joe collection. It's been. Uh, a, let me see. I think oh. that's right, but I, I think so too. If it's correct, I, I guess I can't complain, even though I just did. Um, <laughs> I, I think a lot of it is it's it's. One, a digital render. Two, it's on that red background, so it really jumps off. Um, I don't think it'll be that bad in hand. Again, if if you like the target repaints, uh, great. If you don't, easy pass. So, um, and you know, Mike, that sometimes the digital render is actually the better looking because <laughs> they did release like a Falcon Matt Damon sort of thing. True, true. I and uh, yeah, the digital render definitely Scarlet. I don't know what you're talking about about Falcon. Oh, I know, I know. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> stuff that just goes on in my head that I <laughs> pays attention to. Ah, uh, too tight. Uh. 
<laughs> I was just hoping Falcon would come with Tarzan and Tonto. <laughs> Fire bass. Shaking my red wood. Red wood. Uh, yeah, Copperhead. Uh, Copperhead was originally that yellow. Whew, okay, I'll yeah. take it mostly back. Right. And he was wearing yellow briefs. Ooh. Someone said that in the chat, yeah. And it looks like maybe he is. Is there just like a belt or something over? Nope, never mind. Scratch that comment from Rick. Oh, yeah. Don't know. Matthew. I mean, big, big yellow Hulk Hogan in the 80s briefs. I mean, just wow, yellow. That's not a Cobra officer helmet, though, on the Python guy, is it? Does it need a Chevron to be an officer? No, but remember, the trooper was the officer, and, you know. Oh, that's right. And the officer was the trooper, and everything was backwards, and cats and dogs living together, and all that other great stuff. Research, research. Again, can't can't blame the current team for that. They're just sticking yeah. with the teams that they threw them that's, on. That's a mistake they made back in 1989. Exactly. Just I ask blame a lot. Just of ask four LOM and Zuckus. And uh, Jeff Butler pointing out the detail that I like the best is that. Uh, I love the bloody and dirty blade on Copperhead this time. Love his weapons. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Copperhead doesn't strike me as a neat freak. No, no, I don't figure he's he's real big on on cleaning off the weapon. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of old pizza boxes in his apartment. Just saying. But uh, but yeah, so that's them. Uh, kind of the ho hum of the digital reveal, certainly. Uh, that moved into the, to the first couple of original characters here. You got Buzzer and Shockwave, and um, I, I like uh, the assortment that Buzzer's got there. Yeah, not just, not just the chainsaw, but he's got some kind of weird axe mace thing, and he's got that that uh, that twirly blade that he came with back in 1985 that never came out of the box. Uh, I would just leave it in there because why bother? Uh, he's, got he is, uh, he's going full road warrior there. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was dumb in 1985. It's still kind of dumb now, but at least it you know it's it's there. If you're going for if you're just going for for uh, homages to what happened already, I guess people would complain if it wasn't. So why not? Um, it, it's harmless. You don't like it? Leave it in the box. Right. Which which I will. Yeah. Uh, but there's that's that's buzzer and and shockwave. Is a little different there. I've already seen some of the complaining that his gun isn't exactly the same as his gun from 1988 or whatever. And um, he didn't come with a shield either. Yeah. Or a nightstick. That, After I stopped, that belt buckle on buzzer isn't the same. I'll tell you that. Um, isn't it? It's a really big skull. Yeah, I I'm think saying it, it's massive. Yeah, I think it's bigger, but I think it's it's the same design. It's just you know prominent, you know, big skull. He's trying to draw some attention down there. If you're, that's what I'm trying yeah. to talk about. Yeah, something's got to hold up that cod piece. I mean, <laughs> he's letting everybody know he's on board with the longbow. You know what? If they're telling me though they're handing out weapons and I get the giant chainsaw and the the edged mace and the swinging axe on the chain, I'm going to be like, hey, is there anything that can protect the junk? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that uh, that looks like it's a baseball bat with a saw blade halves tape to it. I mean, that's just. I think you're right, dude. It that that is uh, that is DIY mayhem right there. Right, which is kind of dreadnought. I dig it. Yeah, 
very trend doc. Forget the exposed head and exposed arms. Those those are not important. But you got to get the cod piece covered. Protect well, well you, you got to get through the chainsaw first. So you, you, know. you got two arms. I'm just saying. <laughs> My only and it's a tiny complaint on buzzer, and maybe it'll be different. I would have gone a little darker on the shirt given how pale the skin tone is on the blonde mm, hair. You're totally right. A little, little darker green, on the shirt. Darker. And, and yeah. maybe they will, but that's a, that's a small complaint. He's great. Yeah. Right. I, I think a lot of stuff on the Cobras gets washed out because they use that, that, that background is very striking. Yeah. Color -wise. Right. Like it's easier yeah. for no stuff, the Joe details to show up like they are uh, with that blue than it is with the Cobra stuff with the red. I think that red really washes things out. Um, Mark, can you call marketing and get a fix? No more of this red. Man, We're I retiring checked. it. I think I only know like seven people left at Hasbro. <laughs> and they, they've been instructed to not take his calls. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like we're like this. So. <laughs> I do like that that's a shield for Shockwave because when I first saw it, I thought it was a monster backpack. Right. right. Yeah. And I'm like, good lord, who's gonna be like He's not the door kicker anymore. He's like seven or eight back going, hold on. What's Either that or they just use him like Kenneth Mars and use him to knock down the door. <laughs> right. But um, I, I can uh, I can certainly forgive gear changes on Shockwave as the stuff yeah. he's got now works a whole lot better than the stuff he had back in the day. Yeah. And if, you, if you don't like any of the loadout, like if they miss something critical, you know Gridiron Toys is going to do it, right? Right. Or if you want to give them something completely different but military accurate, you know Gridiron Toys is going to do it, right? Or Marauder's going to do it. So you have options, folks. Right. Somebody's going to get you picked up. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Butler notes that's the stand he's behind when he sings in choir. Plus a choir oh, guy, right? Nice. Yeah. So Buzzer and Shockwave. And then we got Helix and General Hawk. Um. I like Helix. I'm not you know, like I'm not a super Helix fan. I like that they gave her some more gear uh, than she had the first time around. I don't know what those arm things are. They're mantis blades. Okay, they said in the. Okay. She has a very video game. Like I feel like Helix, and I've said this on another stream or two. Like they're really going for that, you know, battle royale video game crowd with her whole aesthetic there and there's nothing wrong with it. it's a super cute figure you know but that's that's how she debuted on. though isn't it she was a character yeah. in the, yeah, yeah. the rise of cobra video yeah. game so yeah totally yeah 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 but they have been up up the food chain they've been fond of helix since my time on the brand which is a long time ago now so they like the idea that uh that she's uh god i don't, don't want to use the wrong term right but she's yeah. uh, Right. Ch challenged and but still dynamite and lethal and they have wanted go. to make her a bigger deal for a long time which yeah, is totally fine i did enough her out there she's great but there's a million of that character out there and it's never really going to stick she's just she's also ran you know anyway we don't need to go through that whole just, thing and i like my, this figure it looks good but it's <laughs> forgettable my only beef is i don't know why she needs two katanas like she was they fit in the really, backpack yeah, but she wasn't a ninja. Never has. Been. No, no. So yeah. you leave them off. That's an easy fix. Hold on, I got to go delete eighteen posts I made. <laughs> In retrospect, <laughs> I shouldn't hit them. Honestly, I feel better about two swords than weird mantis arms. 
Yeah. I think they also said that they could you could throw those on other figures because they're adjustable. I'm going to put them on Doc. Yes. Right? Yeah. Or Lifeline? Or yeah. Lifeline. Yeah. Put them on Doc and just wait line and wait for when they make a Saw Viper. Surprise! They make uh they make surgery a breeze. Yeah, you can amputate whole limbs. Yeah, no that looks gangrenous. But uh, I like Hawk. Uh, I like that they gave him goggles that you can have him wear both on his head and on his helmet. Uh, nice, uh, you know, nice range of weapons there. He's got a couple of pistols and a shotgun and the. The, the launcher, good stuff with Hawk. Like that's a that's a nice upgrade for him. Yeah. Again, I don't like the whole classified line, the whole aesthetic and stuff. It's just not my bag. When other people like it, I'm happy for them. Truly, I'm like I'm I'm glad you do. I I don't buy any of them. But Hawk is distinctly Hawk in this particular representation, and I I can get behind that. Right. Man, I'm totally cool with them giving him the Reed Richards treatment. Right. Yeah. Like, cool that he looks a little older, but. Yeah. Well, he's a general. Yeah, but I'm, my point here that I'm getting to is they got two different options for brutal chest cuts, right? And if you had a figure with a vertical zipper on it, one of them is far superior a choice to the other one, right? Yeah. Because he's like he's like a bazooka. Well, not quite as bad. Nothing's going to hide that 14 once you articulate that chest for maximum posability. Right. But once you twist the torso on this guy, he's going to look ridiculous. But if you'd have gone with the original god-awful brutal chest cut, the ab crunch, then at least the zipper stays lined up. So I think that's yeah. a curious choice. I know they got to pick one <laughs> because reason hasn't prevailed yet. Um, but reason hasn't given up either. But that's my that's my lone complaint about Hawk. I know they got to pick one. I think they picked the wrong dog. The one time where brutal chest cut was the right choice. No, 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 no. I'm just saying they're they're in it to win it, right? Like I didn't like it on the uh, on the 25th anniversary figures, right? But when I had say and sway over the brand, I knew they weren't going to abandon that style nor that parts library. Right. So okay, I I know it's not going away. So I tried to put as many straps and vests and covers on it as I could. Right. So obviously they aren't abandoning the chest cut yet. Okay. But you have two options and one of them would have been far superior and they chose the wrong one. <laughs> Unless any, no any of you out there have, have bomber jackets with zippers, one that goes up to your pecs and one that does the top half of the jacket. I'd like to see that for members only. That's uh, that, I think that goes back to the seventies, you know, back in the the fifty four days. That's a bad look. I mean, it's good look right now. Just don't. Hey, we gave him this great chest cut. Just for God's sake, don't articulate it, or it'll look ridiculous. But I I, I like Hawk in like I'll I'll take your 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 uh, your words on on chest cut. I think you're right there. But in, in right. regards to the design of Hawk, Hawk is is. He's updated enough that I kind of enjoy it. Like, I hate the guys who are just straight redos. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so, at least some new wrinkles to Hawk. At least they took that old design, and he can do some new things with it. So I'm I'm happy enough with Hawk. Falcon's going to steal his pants the second he goes to sleep. That's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... Uh, 
He may steal his head. Right. Uh, Anybody. Anybody's heads. Keith Hernandez and Walt Frazier have some advice for Hawk. But... (laughs) Well, they for Mr. Gray. <laughs> of course, we also got uh, Ripper and the announcement of the Cribs and Strike team, uh, which is going to be your PulseCon exclusive. But uh, Ripper looks great. Um, dig that Jaws of Life, man. Yeah. Woo! Uh, <laughs> that is what they his, look like now, though. Yeah. His original one looked kind of goofy. Yeah. It really did. But this one looks serious, man. They they did they did that well in the twenty fifth anniversary line. Uh even if the ripper figure was a little mm. Yeah. But uh but at least the accessory got better. But this this looks good. And um and of course he's got his classic laser rifle blade thing going on there too, so you can you can ignore all that heavy hardware and just give him that that gun that the cartoon made famous. He's awesome. He's yeah. a great fig. I've never cared for Ripper much. I think he reminds me of some people I knew in real life or something. He just doesn't look <laughs> it's a little bit too authentic. I'm serious. Yeah. But but like a wrestling heel, right? If you hate him, he's doing his job. You, no, yeah, he makes an impact. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and then uh, if you're, again, if you're into the repaints, great. Uh, there's the Crimson Strike team that will be Available at PulseCon. Uh, looks like they got some different looks for the Baroness there. A couple of interchangeable heads. Uh, but looks to mostly be uh, a repaint of what's before. Uh, and then Tomax and Zamot look like they're just straight repaints. They got some new gear, uh, new weapons, but whatever. Uh, probably a pass for me on that one. Somebody said the Baroness has new arms. I don't know if that's... I, think, I don't know. I don't know for sure. What I find really interesting, these are the first stands we've seen. Right in classified. Yeah. Uh, well, the the Walmart retro cards have stands. Oh, do they? I haven't cracked yeah. any open, so kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know about the new arms because it's got that that weird snake blaster thing that went on her arm from the very first one. But uh, uh, it doesn't look like the shoulder. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the the new the, the, the sure. snake pauldrons are up on there, so, so it looks like those arms are straight. So there, there might be at least a new arms, forearm, says Andrew Goden. Or, but um, maybe maybe they get the double jointed elbow in there because they didn't have that on the first yeah, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, Matt O'Brien's got a comment down there. But um, it's already been up and gone, Rob. Up and oh, gone. Okay, man, pay attention. Yeah. Uh, Stay with us, Rob. This comic book's in motion. Head <laughs> for my tiny aquariums, uh, which is both funny and terrifying. Yeah, gotta see that aquarium. But, uh, so yeah, good, good, good news. No, I man. need an extra head for, <laughs> for Captain <laughs> Headless Cap. Pretty soon he's gonna be Baroness Cap, and I don't know what's more terrifying. <laughs> Actually, he's gonna be Steel Brigade or Steel Core Cap before you know it. Right, you got that extra head coming with grunt. Yeah, that's it. Not just grunt. There's one coming here. Yeah. Bonus digital renders there. We get to see the vamp and we get to see the SMS. And um, yeah, so fun stuff, fun times with the vamp there. You get to see clutch sort of, it's not real good on our screen, uh, but I, this, this image is everywhere. I got these from Brandon Jerwa of all people. 
So, um, you know, I'm sure you'll be able to find these images yourself wherever you go for your GI Joe news. Uh, but uh, he looks good. Um, and the vamp looks great. It looks like a vamp. Um, I like that they've got guns that look a little bit more real world functional as opposed to that, that old one they had from 82, 83, which never got updated. Um, the SMS looks okay. Um, I'm glad they went with a, a variant color of the Techno Viper as opposed to the original purple guy. Um, it's going to be tough enough getting more than one trouble bubble to get a second Televiper. I don't need to be playing the same game with Techno Vipers. Huh. No, I mean, it's the same color scheme as the 788 his fire team. So Right, right. And, and can that's put it with the tank as it's towing the missiles. Nice. Right. He, he, can, he, can, he can be the guy who rides in the back of the tank. Yep. Because he's pretty useless otherwise. He doesn't even have his doesn't even have his cool techno viper plasma gun or anything. Yeah, he does. He's got something going on there. But oh, look below the uh, the missile. Is is uh, I guess that is. I didn't. Yeah. I saw the gun. I didn't see the tube. So. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, I think they did say that he's coming with the with the tools too. Okay. All right. So I'm wrong, but uh, again, that, that he looks cool enough. Uh, again, there were there is there's some tooth gnashing online about the lack of purple techno viper. Relax, we'll get he's, him. He's probably coming. If any, God knows this team, un, this team understands the value of an army builder. Relax. Absolutely. The Cobra Eel thing's a little weird being an Amazon exclusive, but it's Amazon. There will be more. Yeah. Let's all relax. Let's all... And 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 check yourself a little bit, community, and myself included. Like a year ago, we were saying maybe we'll get a vamp as the next HasLab. No, you got a friggin' dragonfly, and you're gonna get the vamp at some yeah. kind of retail, right. right? So, and what these open the possibilities because that vamp is a vamp Mark II waiting to happen. It's a Stinger Jeep waiting to happen, right. and that SMS is an MMS waiting to happen with a classic hawk. Uh, and the Techno Viper will be a purple Techno Viper that you the can Colonel in his white readily available, I'm sure, down there. Right. I want Joni. Joni P needs to know that the Techno Viper does hit the Techno Lounge. This oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're out there working yeah. as DJs. They're not just hitting the club. They're That's the secondary That's military specialty. Raising. Spinning vinyl, dude. So, anyways, uh, Chad, you had questions about vehicles a moment ago that I told you to wait on. So now is the time. What was that question? So someone had made a comment and say, I was surprised that the vamp didn't come as a, like a HasLab, right? Surprised that we're just kind of getting it in this format. And since I've been watching the comments and some people are saying, oh, it's not, it's not big enough. It's not impressive enough or whatever, but I'm actually surprised too, that they're going for some of this much bigger stuff. Now it's not, you know, I, I haven't backed any of the has left. This is not my thing. The price points are way too high for me. But if I walk past this vamp in a target or something, I might buy that thing, even though I don't collect this scale one twelfth or whatever, because just sharp looking vehicle at that scale, you know, put a Barbie in it, you put a Ken in it, you do it, you put, you put a vintage, you, know, you put a vintage Joe in it, whatever it is, like I'll find something to drive it, you know right. what I'm saying? A joy riding Ninja Turtle, perhaps? Yes, you know, I think I mean, the question was, what, why do you think this didn't come as a Haslev? <laughs> it's just not impressive enough to be a Haslev, is that kind of what we think? They're just going bigger? I, I think at this point, yeah, right? 
look, I, I don't know if the because clearly the, the the pattern with Haslabs is they started big and they just they've gotten bigger. And I imagine the next one will get at, at it's it's at least going to be the same size. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna reverse course and make a smaller vehicle in a Haslab at this point, because why why would you? You know, you've already proven you can do bigger stuff. What's what's impressive about this to me is that clearly they have figured out a way to get retail space for this. Like that just that wasn't on the board before now. Like they convinced some retailer, hey, we want to put out some big ass vehicles for our giant ass GI Joes that only adults are gonna buy. <laughs> and the answer to that at this point has always been no, we're not going to, we, we don't have big toy departments. We don't have a whole lot of shelf space to give. We're not going to give it to you for that. But now that answer is different somewhere. We don't know where, don't know if it's Target, Walmart, both. Uh, they're the big two that get tossed around because that's where most toys get sold these days. Uh, yeah. Clearly that answer is different now. So it, it, I mean, it's that, that may be the number one telling sign that, uh, this line's doing really, really well. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Uh, what's your uh, guess on price point for these two things? Uh, I'm I'm thinking the Techno Viper might run as much as uh, Serpentor, right? Which was like what seventy four ninety nine? Yeah, yeah. I think there might be more toy there. Than there was in Serpentor, but obviously not as not right. as big a name. And then I, I think the Vamp. I think we're looking at more like a hundred. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right on both of that. Somewhere it, between a hundred and one twenty, I think. It's. I mean, we are going to get the the in-house property discount, I think, because they they have. I think it's kind of clear they have spread that around a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Chad has a comment. Masters of the Universe can get retail retailer space. Joe can. And I, I would agree with that, but with because of the second half of your statement, what it needs is media. Joe has jumped into that retail conversation without that media. He-Man had two shows show up. So, yeah, He-Man can get itself on a retailer because there were cartoons. They could sell this not just to kids, or rather not just to adult collectors, but also to kids. Like, they, you can... You can play that as as sparking interest in a new generation there and, and new new buyers joe doesn't have that which is why this is interesting right like there is no gi joe cartoon that we know of uh, that mm -hmm. that plan that was connected to the snake eyes movie we haven't heard a word about it since safe to assume that that one is dead in the water um that amazon show that was announced as being connected to the gi joe universe pretty safe to guess that one is dead in the water um so there's no nothing to connect that, and yet still this line is selling well enough that okay, apparently there's going to be some reasonable retail space allowed allotted to it, uh, which is impressive. Uh, you know, it was it was always tough to gauge: is this line selling well because it's just catering to a small audience, or is it selling well for real? And I think getting these kind of things out in retail. Points towards selling well for real. Mm -hmm. I mean, and think of all the vehicles it puts on the table, right? Yeah. Goodness, if we can get everything from a trouble bubble to a dragonfly is on the table somewhere, 
right? Maybe not all at retail, but somewhere dude, there's a, there's a deep roster they can play in. They've cut, they've dug pretty deep on the figures, right? On the characters, but on the vehicles, Jesus, there's a ton, a ton on the table. And uh, yeah, Chad Fowler sure. fired to Bonaventure already. Let's get some good media. Dude, we agree with you so very much. I think I read Past somewhere that Paramount's deal with Hasbro goes through 2027. Now, don't hold me to that because I'm just barely remembering what I read. But Right. Uh, Joe Self says he heard Lenny say the Thunder Machine is too small for a HasLab, which me just screams retail well i mean if they're going to put a vamp out at retail i would say the thunder machine is in that same scale yeah um that's what you're looking at there so this this isn't just two items this is two scales of items this is smallish vehicles and medium-sized vehicles this is exciting right absolutely yeah we don't have a ferret yet do we nope. no but that's right i would figure that's right in that 75 yeah. dollar there they could do well with that yeah a fang get a mm -hmm. ferret Ooh, a fang yeah bro get a ferret viper with it that's just a like a regular viper but with big teeth <laughs> yeah no yeah the ferret with yeah, big the sharp nasty pointy teeth <laughs> pointy teeth <laughs> and he comes with what a driver who's that? called tim <laughs> <laughs> chip <laughs> With a question mark on the end of it. You've got to be sure. Yeah. Ellipse. Tim. 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 Got to spell that one right. <laughs> but, uh, and then, of course, uh, there were some pre orders too, because after shelling out 300 bucks on a HasLab, our, we, we didn't hurt enough in the wallet. Um, HasLab and everything else in June. Oh, my God. But anyways, uh, yeah, that weekend was the Hiss Fire Team, uh, which is a Pulse exclusive, uh, $79.99. You got the, the Hiss Color Range Viper, the Bazooka Trooper, and the, the Officer. And then there was the Deluxe Tripwire uh, with his little rat and his little robot, uh, uh, $35. That was a surprise. Like, we knew the Fire Team was coming. I don't think anybody saw Tripwire coming. I mean, he'd been announced, you know, as a... You know, as a name only reveal, but I don't think everyone was expecting him to, you know, be available for pre-order. Sure, nobody. The whole idea of a tripwire, you know, Mike. The whole idea is for it to be unseen, right? And a surprise. But if that was that's why we didn't see it coming, right? If that was the case, we would have seen his little rat in advance, and that, then nobody saw, nobody even saw the little rat. I did see a uh, a uh, the quality of it was fine, but I saw a fan repaint Tripwire into Flash just for you, Mike. And guess what? Horrifying. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. That is one way for me to not buy Flash. <laughs> Horrifying. Um, but no, I I have a feeling that that Flash is important enough to get some of his own pieces. Yeah, because especially with the with the jump pack already out there, right? He's got a grand slam repaint baked right in. So, right. yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, I, I like the, the update on tripwires gear. I, I think that that is a big step for that character because what he was outfitted with back in 1983 doesn't, doesn't so much play anymore. And mm -hmm. plus new pet. Yeah. A new endangered pet, considering all the other animals at the pit currently. To say nothing of Chunky Tank in it. Uh, right. 
Greg Augustin asks, is Tripwire's McLeod robot a nod to comic inker Bob McLeod? Well, Let's I'd say yes. Be, yeah. Let's, let's hope so. We'll go with that. But um, uh, Diana Davis notes, rats are used to find mines in Cambodia and other places. They're used to find explosives in the U.S. in some cases. <laughs> that's, that, is, that is not a... That is not a uh, not a, a foreign thing. That is a that is an everywhere thing. But anywho, and then uh, there's some some shots of tripwire. Uh, you can see his gear load out a little bit more in depth there, and then got the neat action shot with uh, action rat on his shoulder. Because because guys run, guys right. run so fast in full EOD armor. But okay, <laughs> yeah. Look, Somebody, somebody's opening up on him. You move pretty quick. You know, I guess that's true. true. <laughs> nobody's slow. Nobody's slow when you're getting shot at, right? <laughs> yeah. No experience. I don't know. You find a bomb. I'm moving pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> I got a feeling somebody, somebody starts taking shots at me. I'm moving pretty good, right, right there. I tell you, yeah, it's a good. Well, and even more so, if I'm a Joe and Tripwire is running away from something. Yeah. That's a signal, boy. That's a signal. Follow Tripwire. <laughs> <laughs> and then um here's some more shots of the the uh, fire team there these are the digital renders um and you see the bazooka dude he's got some of the cool fire effects and lots of them with the officer there for the guns the handguns uh, i don't like I, I don't like it when cobras come with m16s that just it just seems like a weird cross-pollination of firearms there Same I, don't know, I don't know that that's an m16 it's that 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 combo grenade launcher at the bottom is not an M16. Yeah. Well, okay. Chad's in the chat. He can tell us. Right. That's right. That's... I don't know. I don't want to make Chad work on his night off. He's always working. <laughs> and that's the truth. That guy's that, a surprise. That's a secret, Cap. I'm always working. I'm always working. <laughs> and then we got the, the range viper, who I think is really the winner of those that, that triplet there. Uh, didn't expect that dude to look that cool in red and black, but there it goes. Yeah, uh, and he's got his uh, his range viper loadout. I was never a big range viper fan, but man, his classified figure is through the roof. Good. Yeah, it really looks yeah. badass, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I like this one better. No, but but it's different, and that's okay. Right. right. Yeah. Again, of 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 a pack of three repaints, that's the best looking repaint. Yeah, totally agree. You know, I, I have lower standards on repaints. I'm I tried to explain away Copperhead's banana briefs. Okay, I mean, <laughs> right? You did. The exposed brain, though, and the gray dockers make me think of this island Earth. But I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> He's from Metaluna. <laughs> he is. <laughs> My favorite part of that bit is when they just start beating on that thing's brain. <laughs> he goes, I can't remember my dad. I don't remember third grade. <laughs> so where's his pack and interocitor? <laughs> Andrew Goggins with me there. Warsaw pack cobra weapons for Cobra. If such a thing would exist anywhere. So Chad has an answer for us. He does. He does. We made him work on his night off and I feel terrible. Uh, it's an AR platform. Uh, just with updated buttstock and barrel <laughs> slung under it, master gear, 40 millimeter launcher. Okay. You beat that me then, mister. Buttstock. <laughs> buttstock. He said barrel shroud. He said 
but <laughs> AR of course stands for assault rifle. I know. Get out of here, gun guys. Don't start correcting me. Jeez. <laughs> Good Lord. It stands for R. We're running out of time. We got to keep moving. Uh, then, of course, this past Monday, uh, yesterday, and God, it feels like it was five days ago. Uh, Steel Brigade two pack, uh, Steel Corps two pack. Excuse me, uh, fifty four ninety nine uh, through Pazro Pulse and fan channels. Uh, so basically, uh, male Steel Corps, female Steel Corps jump jet packs, which is nice. Uh, got the the flying dude helmets. Got the the all kinds of blast effects. This is just it's kind of a neat set. Um, I, I think I'm good with one of them. I am. I was, and I almost went nuts because a fan pointed out, and and smartly so, with the two extra helmets here, and the funky helmets that are coming with clutch and grunt, you could order three two packs and have six different steel core troopers, at least from a head perspective. Man. And I'm like, he's so right. I can, wait a minute. I'm not. I don't need wait to a minute. I don't need to drop <laughs> a buck seventy on these guys. Fifty five. I'm in. Yeah, pump uh, the brakes, Web. Uh, Jeff Butler notes <laughs> <Mike Judd, laughs> military spinoff. <laughs> yeah, <Nice>. fire. <laughs> yeah. As we close up the Hoover tour, are there any questions? Yes, you in the back. Um, is this a goddamn? <laughs> so good. Oh my God. My kids asked me what was Beavis and Butthead like, and I said it was like one great laugh every 18 minutes on average. <laughs> so sometimes it was worth waiting for, and sometimes it was not. Look, look I, I've been watching the new ones on Paramount Plus. Oh. oh my god, it's beautiful. Oh my god. <laughs> they they did a filler bit of Tom Anderson's war stories. And it's a flashback of Tom Anderson in Vietnam, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Just amazing. They did the whole intro bit where he's in the you know, he's got the smoking jacket on, he's sitting in the big barco lounger. Oh, hello there. <laughs> oh my god. If you got Paramount Plus, you need to be watching the new Beavis and Butthead. That's all I'm saying. I, I didn't expect I was going to like them, but holy, <laughs> holy God in heaven, they're funny. Oh, They are at the height of their powers. Right. Oh. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take issue with the, uh, the posed images here on the Steel Brigade guys, or Steel Corps, excuse me. Uh, not because they're standing there with their jetpacks firing. Like, I get it. Yeah. I know what they're trying to do. But Please, please, please don't pose figures with the rifle stock on the outside of the forearm like they have fragile thumbs. Right. We don't have to be, don't be careful with these new guys, right? They can hold guns like they're supposed to. Right. Or they, got, they got stretchy thumbs. Blasters, if you must. But I don't nobody think, shoots a weapon like that. I don't think they do blasters anymore. I think it, I think they're allowed to say rifle. Yeah. Ooh. You should have you should have seen the looks I got on day one when I said, "Well, the Optimus Prime gun, like actual record scratch sound effect," and then somebody <laughs> said, "Blaster or sometimes cannon, but never gun or rifle or pistol or firearm or sidearm or." Right. I, look, I, I understand. There's a is pew pew thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I understand there's some things we maybe don't want to don't want to be promoting, but at the other side, there's reality. Yeah, it, it is what it is. If, if you don't want to sell robots with guns, don't sell robots with guns. Yeah, with but, his sh- shooter McBlastic thing. Right. <laughs> the shooter McBlastoid. <laughs> Banging McPewPew. And then, of course, there was the the uh, the hidden reveal. They announced in the panel uh, that there would be a figure in the case that was not covered in the panel. Turned out to be Mutton Junkyard, and good lord, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, Junkyard's even got a good boy face and a bad boy face. He does have a good boy face. Which is Poor fantastic. And I think Mutt's got a bunch of extra hands. Uh, Mutt's I like, got, yeah, Mutt's I like, got extra stuff and lots of gear. And Go ahead, Mark. I like that Mutt doesn't have an extra face because that's really his only face. Yes. But the dog has more emotional depth than his handler. So. Well, he is he is from West Islip, New yeah. Jersey. Mutt, right, is, Mutt is always a bad boy. That's right in line. Hey, kid, I'm a computer. <laughs> Sorry. Did they give him an open hand? Right. <laughs> Up all the downloading. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no uh, note on when this would be available or what it's going to cost. It's probably going to be, uh, I would imagine, something like the Snake Eyes and Timber sets price wise. Yeah. Uh, so, so that thirty-five to forty-five neighborhood. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, they got uh, that. That's that's cool. Mutt's a top five guy for me, so I was excited when I when I saw this uh, around the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look great. And, and truthfully, I like even if I it was one of those where I asked myself if I was buying, if I wasn't buying classified, would I still be buying this? And I would be like, for fully posable junkyard with good boy face, I'm absolutely buying this figure regardless. So yes, that passed that ultimate scratch test, not just passed the Mike is a whore for GI Joe figures test, <laughs> an easy test to clear. Posable canines with snack faces. Right. Check. <laughs> Tick that box. Oh, goodness. Oh, but uh, yes, uh, and thanks to Matt Guzzi on Twitter for that shot. We appreciate that. Uh, that dude was doing some yeoman's work. As well as our own, uh, Fifth McConkey Donk, uh, Phil Donnelly, sent us some shots that we uh, we were able to put on our Twitter feed and in other places and uh, Instagram and Facebook and what have you. So uh, thanks to Phil for, for sending us some photos to send up at, at various points over the weekend. When I wasn't getting killed by work. <laughs> Next year, you all get free milkshakes at Hodads. We do. They do in San Diego. Oh well, why don't why don't we? Are we all going? I don't know. Did somebody ask us? Time to make a plan. Uh, uh, uh. There was also. Did you get like pictures of the Tiger Force Flint and the Python Ninja? Because no. those were in the case, but like nobody talked about them. You know why? Because they kind of look like trash, but okay. I mean, Tiger Force Flint looked okay. I saw him. He, he was all right. Again, if if you're in for cheap repaints, fine. He kind of uh, looked like, uh, uh, oh, crap. Who was uh, who was Trump's lawyer, the former mayor of uh, Giuliani? Oh, Jesus. Giuliani. He looked like Giuliani with the hair dyed, just dripping down. <laughs> <laughs> Giuliani Flint. It's gonna be big. I I did not see Python Ninja, and and wow, that's that's impressive that I missed it because I was. It's a it's a female figure. 
for a few days. Yeah, it's uh, isn't it mainly what's your name, Akiko? Redone, I think so. Yeah, with a white bone looking mask, and okay, whatever, like the blue, the blue ninja female. Yeah, yeah. wasn't that, wasn't that different? Yeah. But right. it was, it was, it seemed like you know, they didn't mention them at the panel, and nobody so, really talked about them like on all the videos I saw. So, it was just like, so okay. thanks, thanks for saying something, despite living in the same house as the dude doing Joe Breath. So cold, too cold in here. So cold. Thanks, thanks for that. Look, if you didn't see him, I can't help you. Dick? Yeah. <laughs> Look, while you're working, I'm asleep. So it doesn't... And while you're asleep, oh, he's working. That's that. Uh, remember, Chalky Tank Kitties brought to you by the G.I. Joe 3D Printing Podcast. Holy shit, I actually said that right the first time. That never happens. Nice. Uh, be sure to stay tuned to them for upcoming and exciting Chalky Tank Kitty and Meowler Tank news. Uh, and we do mean exciting. Uh, now it's uh, time to turn over our show uh, to our good friends at Kokomo Toys. We buy, sell, and trade vintage and modern toys. G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, and more. Located in beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana, we are open every Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5. It's a theme park of nostalgia. Join the thousands of people who have traveled from all over the Midwest for over a decade to buy and sell with us. Get your geek on. Lightsaber at the end. Right. Just just in case you had nodded off on us, that's kick you right back. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sith is here. Palpatine, everybody duck. Welcome back. I'm logging real bad tonight. So that like I clicked the button for that thing and it was just five seconds of nothing. So I was just sitting there praying. Oh God, please, please be running, Ed. Please be running. And then finally. <laughs> Finally, it caught that's, up. Yep, that's just, stare, <laughs> just stare and smile, man. Just stare and smile. Sit there because because you guys were still all on my screen in real time, right? Like for some, whatever reason, it just didn't come over to my feed. And uh, yeah, it was that was that was a stressful one. Well, I guess I guess we'll find out if the proof is truly in the pudding on replay, mm-hmm. won't we? Remember, if you're catching us on Facebook tonight, uh, be sure to give us some kind of a reaction. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Give us a little huggy guy. Uh, if you catch us on YouTube, and some of you are new, about 25% of you every week are not subscribed. Go ahead, like the video, subscribe to the channel, hang out with us every Tuesday night, because uh, usually we're pretty silly like this. Um, we've got all of our other social media handles and stuff down below. If you got a few bucks laying around every month to help the channel grow, uh, our coffee account is down there. You can become a swear jarrier for as little as $1 a month. If everybody out there, if all 1,300 of our subscribers pledged a dollar a month holy crap we we so many beachheads right well (laughs) don't don't use channel funds for my personal collection that doesn't happen when you're doing it wrong because there aren't any (laughs) the the money that's in that account is is pretty much there because i put it there anyways uh, but for thirteen hundred bucks a month we'd move mark and his family to indiana we'd do all this in one show we'd have a real studio Please get me out of New England. <laughs> God damn. Or, or 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 maybe the three of us would all move to someplace good. I don't know. <laughs> At some point in my future, somebody's going to say, oh, you were in New England, huh? And I'll be like, yeah, I did 15 years. <laughs> right. That was a hard spell. Right. So, uh, so yes, please. The uh, dollar a month that gets you in the swear jar ears, that gets your name up in the credits at the end of the show. That'll get it done, and uh, and and follow all of our social media down there. 
Uh, give Joe Colton's uh, coffee account a, a look there too. She needs some help with her with her projects. Uh, it's Chad notes that this is a nice shirt. I figured I needed to finally get the Cobra Convergence Seven shirt on once in July. Nice. I keep forgetting to put that one on, but you know, might as well here in the last week of the month because I'm good. It's a good point about Joe Colton because she's cosplaying for three now, right? For two and a half, however you want to spin that, but yeah. What? I'm just saying the, the third member is kind of small of Team Colton. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, the wrist lock, he does his own thing. I'm just saying they got to plan their stuff. I guarantee you. There is a trio uh, cosplay going to show up from the House of Colton sooner or later. Yeah, probably. Cheapest, <laughs> cheapest big spender here. He has a repeat question. I just want to make sure we get to it a little bit later about the plastics. Just know that I'm I'm seeing your question, sir, and we will address it. Okay. So, anyways, uh, getting back to to what we're here for tonight, mm -hmm. the real reason we're here to launch the main event. Right. Well, I mean, we're going last, so we this is the main event, mm -hmm. right? It is Orange Cassidy. Now on Kickstarter, it's the Easy Kill 9 campaign. Brought to you by yeah. Good Operators and, and Zyka Toys. What is Retros, man? What is that all? What is that? I don't know what that is. Yeah, so Zyka is, of course, the the whole platform of my production partner. And many of you are very familiar with Zyka Toys. Retros <laughs> is particularly the imprint under Zyka that is for O-Rings. Particularly like the three and three quarter inch O rings that have that kind of retro GI Joe aesthetic to them. Okay, then yeah. that that answers. I that. like it. I and thought it was, uh, if you want to get creative, a tie in cereal. I I was going to say I thought it was it was part of a, a healthy breakfast. <laughs> it can be. I, I mean, <laughs> who who had time to eat all that stuff with a bowl of cereal in the morning? <laughs> Eggs and toast and, and on top of cereal? Come on now. Dude, they never said healthy. They always said complete. Because you can't get sued for that. <laughs> part of a complete breakfast. Part, part of this complete breakfast. Complete for the entire morning. Mm. You know, I, I Chad, you, you sent me a whole bunch of stuff. A whole bunch of advanced material. Yeah. On. Uh, I used yeah. every single bit of it. It is all ready to go. What do you say we show the good people of, of the What's on Joe Mine universe? The sizzle reel. Ooh. Show it. It's it's time time to do some some sizzling bacon. Oh It's like a Netflix so show. You're right? <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I dare say you have better effects than most Netflix shows. Are you launching all the episodes at once, or are you breaking them up, like one a week when nah, this comes you out? On... Okay. That's yeah, no binging. But <laughs> Keep that water cooler talk happening. I'm telling you. That's right. right. It's a plan. So here we see three of our, oh. three of our main characters here, uh, the first three characters available. 
in your your new Kickstarter, new new revamped and relaunched Kickstarter. Um, if you're looking for Chad's first appearance in the library, you got to go back to last fall. He waited a while to try and catch a window where maybe people weren't spending thousands of dollars at a time, realizing that there really aren't anymore. So yeah. there are yeah. no such windows. Right. The window is yeah, got to try your own. Yeah. Just toss it on out there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Andrew Galgan notes that is some intense toy music. I'd like to know more. Chad, yeah. we're going to let you tell him some more. We're going to start. Yeah, so this... Go ahead, sorry. Start here. So go go ahead. Give us, first off, before you go into Bludgeon specifically, refresh the folks at home the story of, of the Easy Kill 9 universe. Give us some, some backlog here. Yes, if you see on the card back there, you see that Undead Operator logo. That's kind of the name of the whole universe if you will like marvel is an umbrella over the avengers easy kill nine would be like the avengers equivalent right so you've got this whole universe of these paramilitary uh specialists that they don't work for the government they're, they're not official soldiers they're all you know technically dead and been scrubbed or erased but they've been hired underground to to cleanse our cities of the undead there's been this outbreak of this virus that's turning people into zombie-like creatures or vampire-like creatures or werewolves and things. And so we needed an army because the armies of the world don't have authority to do anything about it because it's become a human rights issue. Are these shape-shifting werewolves that turn back into normal people? Can we just kill them? Can they stand trial, etc.? So we have an undead problem and we needed a, we needed a solution. So the undead operators were formed. And Easy Kill 9 is the elite, elite strike force out of all the undead operators. So if you go to the campaign, there's quite a bit of story actually written on there that unpacks a little bit about what happened, some of the political intrigue around it and stuff like that. But basically these soldiers are ghosts. They're spooks. They're off the record paramilitary high-end specialists that go into major cities that are experiencing an especially terrible time with these waves of zombies and vampires and and werewolves and stuff and they go in by night and they covertly very quietly uh destroy hundreds and hundreds of the undead so that people can wake up in the morning and maybe go get sausage at bob evans or something nice instead of having to fear for their life so that's that's the nutshell of of kind of the world and where these toys come from sponsored by bob evans exactly sponsored by bob evans <laughs> <laughs> making making America safe for the Waffle House. That's it. That's right. We got you smothered and covered. <laughs> Retro is part of a complete breakfast. Bob Evans. <laughs> your your main character, if you will, he's he's the same as the last time. Like you you let off the previous campaign uh, with this guy. Uh, and and he's he's back to to take the spotlight. It looks like in, here in round two, uh, but you've got Bludgeon there. Uh, your silent yeah. weapon specialist unlocks at eighteen thousand, which is where this campaign is officially a success. Eighteen thousand dollars. So tell yeah. us a bit about Bludgeon there. I know I've got his file card up in the graphic, but nobody can read that. Uh, so we're counting, right, Dad? We're counting on you here. So we've got four classes of of undead operators um, and bludgeon is from the slayer class which basically means he's a he's a zombie specialist this guy goes in with purely with silent weaponry 
you know, he's down at street level in the actual back alleyways, in the shambles of these cities. He's not up on a rooftop being a sniper like Praetor or something like that. This guy goes out at dark and he mows him down and he has to go in and do it and leave without a trace because you know, even the police and things are not are not okay with them being there. So he's completely silent, very, very, very fast, you know, skilled in all sorts of silent weaponry and stuff like that. And this guy's job is to go in night by night and just eradicate as many lurkers as humanly possible. Again, it's, it's really kind of an ethnic cleansing thing that they do of these undead. They're just a team that goes in and it's just carnage, you know, all night long. And this guy's down on the street in the alleys with that uh, machete and with his push blades and whatever else he can find an old pipe, you know, a baseball bat, whatever, if it gets in trouble. And he's just hacking apart those zombies and cleaning it up. Okay. And then we have the the unexpected star of the the first campaign as well. The one that I think got more crowd reaction than anybody else. Uh, which is why she's she's early on in this one for you the second time, I reckon. Uh, so tell tell us a little bit about well, there's another shot of bludgeon. Because I, 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 I remember what's on my own slideshow. <laughs> I, I don't sleep well. Um, but 30 is, is the second figure that would be unlocked in this one. Uh, she is kick-flipping over San Diego and into your hearts. Uh, she is advanced recon. She unlocks at $36,000. Uh, tell us a little bit about 30 in-story, and then tell us a little bit about 30 um, as far as how fans reacted to her and why she's, why she's suddenly in the number two spot. So there's, there's kind of some cool things about 30 here. And of course, yeah, the reason she's in the number two slot is because anytime I show her to anyone, they go, I need that. And a lot of times they don't say I need it for me. A lot of times they say, my girlfriend's got to have that. My daughter's got to have that. And it's been a really positive, you know, organic reaction from people like that figure out, you know, I need five of them. And it doesn't seem to be because she's packing a gun or she's advanced recon. It seems to just be that figure just resonates with people. The skateboard, the backward hat, the sunglasses, the sort of like masquerading as, as just a skater, but also a very, very sophisticated advanced operative. People like that. You know, we're going back to Scarlet and, and, and a lot of figures that have had a little bit of that vibe going on. And I just turned her straight up into a skater girl. So the funny thing about it was when I launched the first campaign about a year ago, I had about six or seven of the figures out of 12 or so for that campaign done. But when I actually launched the campaign, I knew I still needed to make a few more. And I knew I needed a, I needed a recon figure and I knew I wanted her to be I didn't even know it was going to be a she. I just knew it was going to be from the Secret Guard class. And I actually had a dream in the middle of that campaign where I saw a lady in a blue sports jersey with the number 30 on it and a red cap. And I woke up from that dream and said, that's her. She's my advanced recon, and I'm going to give her a skateboard and some kicks. And I just loved the way that she came together. you know. And people have really responded to her. Um, she comes with a skateboard. She's advanced recon, so she's going in before any of the team. She's there a week or, you know, or four days ahead of time. And she poses as kind of like a tween, you know, like a, a late teen, early 20s lady who's just out skateboarding around and doing kickflips and really unassuming and passes under the radar. But she's actually photographing the whole city and getting the layout of where Opscom should be and stuff like that. She does a full reconnaissance undercover while she's in there. And no easy kill nine, you know, the whole team won't go in, not a single one of them. 
until 30 has done her job and laid her little stuffed lamb on the on the the pedestal of the of wherever command center is going to be. This is all in her file card. She's got a whole thing that she does with this little stuffed lamb. And it's in the first page of the of the comic that we'll be putting out as an update in a day or two on the campaign. You'll be able to see the whole first page of the comic. Anybody that backs the campaign, by the way, even if you just throw a dollar at it, come October when the comic's done, you're going to get a full digital PDF of, of the comic book, full 22 full color pages that kind of set the story for this op that they're about to do in Chicago, where we meet some of the heavy hitter bad guys. And 30s, page one. I mean, she's who the whole story starts out with because that's what she does. She goes in first and she gets it done. So she had the very first panel. She's doing a sick little kickflip. And I just love this character and, and other people seem to do it too. But yeah, as you were saying, when I first launched the campaign, she was a bit of an afterthought because we were halfway through the campaign before I designed her or whatever. And she was like eighth down the list. But when, when Craig and I talked about, okay, we're going to redo this campaign. We're actually going to have the painted prototypes and stuff, who do we want to do? We knew we wanted a lady, right? And immediately it was like, well, you know, 30, 30 is really going to land with people. And I think she's clearly the favorite. I think she's the breakout favorite. So we put her in slot two because we're like, you know, let's make y'all work for it a little bit. Let's make sure we give it $36 fun to do. Right. Uh, Absorbvid notes that uh, she is mall grabbing in the art. And I'll, I'll give him that because if you go to Absorbvid's uh, <clears throat> Uh, go to his Instagram page. It is entirely him doing skateboard tricks. So ah. I, I I will bow to his superior knowledge on that one. Although I, I will say that the phrase kick flipping her way into America's heart, that's where the money is. <laughs> so that's the second person that said she's, she's mall grabbing. I'm not super familiar with skate culture, but someone's kind of saying she's kind of holding her, board wrong and then someone else is like no man she can hold the board like that so skaters have fought over it i'm like you guys beat each other up over that i just it is what it is you know that's what the card art looks like just just, <laughs> just needs what one of them to send you a well-worded note so that you can you can refer to it correctly going forward possibly yeah i do need that right that's all we need here we just need we don't we don't care who's right and who's wrong just tell <laughs> tell chad so he can be right in the future Chad just backed me up and actually said, there's nothing wrong with carrying your board by the truck. So I actually did it right. Resolved. We're done. Everyone else is wrong. And, you know. So the question I have is is similar to Diana Davis's. Is there anything behind the name 30 or is it just because of the jersey she wears? So literally, I saw this character in a dream and she had a 30 on her jersey. And I was just like, that's her name. Like, what a great name you know, for, for an advanced recon, like this, her name is just her number. You know, she's just a complete ghost. You would pass her, you would see her in the Jersey. You wouldn't think much of it. Is there more to that story as the comic book unfolds and things? Could that number become something of significance? Yeah. I mean, I have ideas for all kinds of things on that and, and slowly unpacking these people's story. Like the reason she lays down a lamb, a little stuffed lamb every time she goes into a you know, a city. There's these slayers. Again, they've been erased from history. They're dead. They don't exist. They're incredibly methodical, and they have a very, very deep uh, modus operandi that they use in and amongst what they do. So all that is going to become great story elements in times to come. And remember, they're not just slaying zombies here. We have vampires and other creatures of very, very high intelligence who are very, very crafty that are trying to figure out who these who these undead operators are so they can cause trouble for them, you know? So there, there should be a lot of intrigue coming in the story about what some of their numbers mean, what some of their branding is, 
you know, various uh, things that they do. So I thought it was a cool name. I loved it when I, when I saw it in that dream, but I also definitely intend to bring in, you know, some of the numerics and various things that they do and, and create story elements out of it. Just Josiah Alcorn notes that it's because the 20 Barry Sanders jerseys were sold out. <laughs> I specifically wanted that number to not really hit on any particular sports character. It's, you know, it's supposed to be a little bit of a nod to some obscurity there. <laughs> there's, there's a picture of, uh, the, of the prototype there with, uh, she's got her, her sidearm and, and uh, the world's most popular skateboard right now. I'll stand by that. I dig that it's uh, so often female characters and female figures get sexualized, right? And I, we all love the Baroness, right? But it doesn't always have to be that way, right? So I dig that, that, and especially if she is supposed to be incognito, right? She's not supposed to turn her head. So she's supposed to blend in. So I dig that. I think that's super cool. Thanks. Which came together really well. I'm really pleased with her. And that uh, gives us to to number three in the lineup is Praetor. Um, he is the guy on the rooftops with the sniper rifle, and he unlocks at 54,000. Uh, so give us a little bit of backstory here. Uh, what's up with his faction, the Night Stalkers? What is he doing? I want to real quick just... Diana said, I started to explain about the lamb and then didn't go there. That's something that I will unpack in the comic. It's on the very first page of the very first comic and we'll get into it. It has to do with some stuff from her past. But remember again, that a lot of the stuff is very deeply buried and over time I'll, I'll kind of bring it out mostly because some of their enemies will start to kind of figure out who some of these people are and start causing trouble and, and that type of thing. But the, yeah, there's a reason for it, but yeah, I'm, I'm purposefully not telling you <laughs> Sort of why she carries a little lamb in every city. Um, so yeah. Settle down. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, pray just for waiting for clearance is... from the estate of Sherry Lewis, right? <laughs> he is one of our, what we call our night stalkers, right? So these are almost entirely snipers. This is the third class. Like we talked about the Slayer class. We talked about the uh, 30 was from the secret guard class. And now we have this night stalker class and they're largely sharpshooters and people that are using high speed ballistics. And their specialty is the vampire because the vampires are so volatile and so nasty and so smart and so powerful that the best way to kill them is from like five rooftops away while they're on a fourth floor high rise at a party about to eat somebody and just put that bullet right through their skull and they never even know you're there. That's the preferred way of an undead operator to take out a vampire it's completely silent you know completely sniper if you've ever seen um you know some of those <laughs> you've gone down man you may have to change that in your your settings can you hear me yes yes okay hold on now i want to hear you we can talk loud oh, my 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 headphones <laughs> are you sauteing chicken Oh no. Okay. I So we can hear him, he can't hear us. Hello. Live. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> we don't have Mark. Yeah, we just lost Mark. 
Uh oh, maybe the maybe the headphones didn't go down. Uh oh. All right, Chad might have to reboot. Okay. Mark might have to reboot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Live live programming is the best, everyone. Absolutely the best. We need one of those we'll be right back graphics. Right. With some, you know, some some drunk guy behind a camera. Like they use other subs. <laughs> All the old John Carson still hear me? Yes. We can hear you. Yes, you, you, hear, you hear us. Okay, you can hear me now. I still cannot hear you. Uh, so I'm under my setting. There's audio camera echo cancellation. It says I'm on the, the built-in speaker and microphone. Let me test it. Are your speakers turned down? Okay, so my speaker made noise, but I still can't hear you guys. Awesome. Um, go, go look. At I'm sorry, guys. I didn't know that we would. It's okay. Have such a wonderful thing. Reboot. Um, okay, so Praetor. Yeah, so they, these are our, our sharpshooters, and they're going against the vampires. And, you know, there's, the whole idea, as I was saying, is to. To take, yeah, I'll use ham. I'll use hand and arm signals. Is to take those guys out from you know from rooftops away before they even know that you uh, are there, or they know that the you know the team's even on the ground because they're super super nasty customers. So, yeah, Praetor is he's got he's got his own custom rifle that he built, um, and he takes it with him everywhere. A lot of these guys they can sort of unpack everything and just their their cover is like a like a plumber's van or something. That's how they're rolling to town. Right. It looks like they're just on a job. And then yeah, Diana says reboot this. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. I don't know if I leave studio and come back in. If I'm, I'm going to try that. I'm going to bow out for a minute and I'll, I'll come back in and we'll talk more. All right. In the meantime, we're going to follow the advice of Dave McDonald and back to Simon and Simon references. Am I back? You are back. You're back. I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, Chad's gonna try a reboot. I'm thinking that something happened on Streamyard then, because I'm for both you. of you to for both of you to crap out like that, I'm thinking that something happened. Cloud. But the Irizaris have developed herd immunity somehow, or what's going so, on? I think being in, on the same, being on the same machine, the same same uh, wireless network, I think is uh, helping us out there. Is a benefit of some point. <laughs> So uh, I guess what, while we're waiting on Chad, uh, Mark, was there anything you got in this week? Oh, yeah. And actually, this is a live unboxing, even though I've slit uh, the bag that Walmart sent this in. So it's time to play America's Most Exciting Game Show. What got smushed? What, <laughs> what kind of shape is this card in? So you'll actually see it before me, probably. Let's see. How we doing here? All righty. Ooh, that's not, that's not too bad. You know what? I I have seen worse. 
Yeah. So I'll take it. Uh, Crimson Guard guy? Yeah. Slick thing. Look at this. I can hear you guys now. We can hey, hear you. We can hear you. How about that? Hey, and it wasn't it wasn't personal. It wasn't pick on the guests because I got booted too, and I'm the H O N C H O. So so weird. No matter what I did, I couldn't hear it. So sorry, everyone. Sorry, chat. Sorry, live stream. We're I don't think it was us. Uh, yeah, we, we blame Racktime Rob, uh, even though it's probably not his fault either. Yeah, uh, we can blame him. That's fine as long as I'm not taking the blame. It'll be just fine. thanks, Hasbro. <laughs> Has <laughs> blow. Oh, yeah, Praetor. So I uh, really like him. He's the third up. He does unlock at fifty four thousand. Um, so these figures have swivel swivel wrists, so we won't have the problem mark. What you were talking about with you know having a issue with the thumb or whatever. Plus, we're using a plastic on the hands that has a little bit of give to it, so you should never have um, a broken thumb on there. But um, He's got subtle low light inspiration here. I think Chad Zolo, or I'm sorry, it's Chad picked up on that right away. And uh, he's very, very cool. He's one of my favorites. He was he was also very early in the in the roster when we when we did the Kickstarter the first time, but of course that that didn't get funded. But he's also a really great army builder. Craig and I felt so we wanted to make sure that he was in the top four here and give you guys something to build some armies with. So do do most of the Night Stalkers just look like this? All the characters should be pretty distinct. He's the only we do have two we have two night stalkers on this easy kill nine squad, but I think our other one, if memory serves me right, because it's been a minute since I went and looked, I believe she's our canine handler, is the other one. So they're not all necessarily snipers, but the idea is they're they're taking out the enemy from a distance instead of taking out the enemy, you know, hand to hand combat like a slayer would do or something like that. The, I'm sorry, Chad. The, you cannot use his last name. I didn't. His last name is Smitty Werben Eggerman Jensen, and mm -hmm. I just very I, seldom say that. I would say it, it would only be a problem if anybody was watching. Yeah. Um, Are we back? <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes! And then Batten cleanup. Uh, he was he was far back in the in the campaign the first time around. Uh, but you've uh, well, that's not him. That's Praetor. And then, uh, but then, in the number four spot is is your your master slayer character, the guy who who uh, inhabits your Facebook space, uh, Malcolm Zedek, and he's got a cool little mace and a sword. Uh, that's how you know he's the best. That's how you know he unlocks at seventy two thousand. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your 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 big hero guy here. So this is the first undead operator concept I ever came up with many, many years ago. It was this character called Malcolm Zedek. Um, and I've used him in some other properties of mine, some RB RPGs and stuff like that, too. It's just a name that's that's been with me for a while, but he's always kind of the head of everything. You know, he's always like the, the best, the hawk, if you will. So this guy is he encompasses all four of the different classes in one. He's the master slayer. This guy personally recruits everybody. He personally oversees the training of, of every undead operator in the world. Um, this guy's the super, super ghost, um, but he also does a lot of combat and stuff himself. So this guy is, you know, blood red. I, it was a Deadpool that said, you know, why the red suit? So bad guys can't see me bleed. You know, this guy's just got kind of like a, a blood motif going on. And the idea that he's just going to bring, 
absolute carnage. And I just gave him a sword because I'm like, you know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna go to town and just kill everyone, take a big sword. Am I right? Was I right, Mark? It's the right call. I like it. And I like the mace for when it's personal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And his sword goes right into his backpack and stuff on the figure. He's got a cool backpack and you can actually stow the sword back there and that type of thing. So uh, I really, really, really like this figure. This is kind of me, Chad, designing sort of like my favorite things all in one figure, a little bit of like a Romanesque shoulder pauldron, a sword, a cool sash, a little bit of an old world kind of military feel, but fully encased in the, in, you know, a protective helmet and stuff like that. He's got a little bit of wild weasel action going on down on his legs too. His wild weasel was always one of my favorite uh, Joes as a kid. So probably my favorite out of the whole group. I hope other people will really like him too. All right. And that's that's what we've got as far as the main campaign here. We get to another shot of, of Malcolm Zedek there. Uh, he's got the, the unposed uh, prototype. But His prototype is with the painter right now. So long before the campaign is done, we'll have a nice photo shoot of, of the actual prototype all painted. It's been printed. It's all designed. It's being painted as we speak. So. All right. We, we will forgive you and the fine people at Retros for that. <laughs> Part of a balanced breakfast. Retros. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> go scream at your mom for some today. Uh, and as you mentioned before, every, every pledge will get you a copy, a free digital copy of the Easy Kill 9 comic book, uh, the first issue there. It's got Vale on the cover. She is not part of this initial run in the campaign. The cover will be different. This is this is a placeholder cover, but yeah. Right. Uh, but hey, it's digital anyway, so whatever, whatever you want to be the cover. Right on. It all works. Um, uh, wild weasel action on the leg sounds painful. Hard <laughs> <laughs> name, yeah. But not at <laughs> KYGIJoeShow.com. <laughs> Nice. And um, so what's next? Uh, let's get this thing funded, man. Let's let's marshal the troops and let's everybody go and throw all the money you have at it. Let's get this thing funded. Uh, you know, we're going to I think we did pretty good today. I think we're on a good pace. I do believe we're, we're going to get funded and hopefully unlock several of the figures. Um, after that, then, of course, they go to production and you get your rewards. And then we do wave two, you know, because we've got way more than four just even good guys we've got way more than four and we've also got some really cool bad guys and stuff that we eventually want to turn into toys so we we took a year after the last campaign and said hey man let's let's get these modeled let's get these prototypes painted let's show people that we're really ready to go to factory with this thing and they can really see what they're getting into i know that on august 12th um craig from zyka will have at least three of our four prototypes prototypes i'm sorry at powercon I believe PowerCon is August 12th. I'm not exactly sure where that's at. Um, I think it's in Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Yeah, so you'll be able to go there and actually see uh, the prototypes and things like that and interact a bit with uh, with Zyka and talk about retros and stuff. So we're going to hit a few cons here while the, while the campaign is going and keep momentum going. There's going to be lots of updates where we release more art, more concepts, more pages of the comic and that type of thing. So we should have a pretty regular cadence of updates and we just really want to see this thing be a success people seem to really like it i believe we've created something here that people want and so we're going to give it our all and so neil neil hill has a good question uh for folks who maybe weren't weren't watching our show the last time around uh didn't see your star making turn then uh, what's different this time from this campaign than it than the last one 
So the difference is really just in terms of what we've accomplished over a year. All the characters are the same. The story is the same. The fundamentals are all the same. But we now have four fully realized, modeled, and painted prototypes. You know? So that's a big step forward. And I did card art, like the official card art that you see on the campaign. That's the card art. You know, we spent months and months and months deciding what art style we wanted to use and and you know, making sure that the art was just right and getting getting all that stuff set so that you could see the figure, see the card, and be like, okay, what I'm backing, what I see here is really what I'm gonna get. Now, is there chances that could, there could be little minuscule changes here and there? Sure, you know, we might change the width of the white border that runs around the, you know, those things are all still TBD, tiny little stuff. But the main difference is that now we've spent a year actually producing the thing that we promised you that we would do and so we're coming back to you on the back end saying, hey, we really did it. You know, we put in the real work. We've done our part. We still think you love this. Um, you know, come back us and let's get the thing across the finish line. Uh, Cheapest Big Spender had a question about the rest of the body versus the hand plastic. Is the rest of the body a harder plastic than the softer hand plastic? Yeah, I think the original question was, are we going like pre-94 plastic or, or modern plastic? So we'd be using modern plastic. So actually two different kinds. And one's a PVC and the other's like a UAC or something like that. If, if Craig was here, he could tell you exactly. But we're using modern plastics, good solid stuff that's being used, you know, in, if you will, in the best toys now, stuff that's a little bit more durable and even better than, you know, the old retro things. We will be using the softer um, plastic on the hands again, just to avoid broken thumbs. Um, and there's some internal components. And I'm, I'm sorry, in, I'll ask Craig to actually write up a little bit of this on an update yet this week in the campaign so you know exactly what it is, okay? Because obviously these are great questions. But we're going to use very modern plastic stuff that, you know, is being used on, on the toys that you're buying and collecting now, similar to stuff with Operation Recall and that type of thing. A little bit flexible in the hands, and we will have the swivel wrists, but it's still an O-ring on the inside. We're doing some things a little bit different with the thighs, and I, th I believe the thighs will be all one piece, and will actually snap really nicely and succinctly onto the onto the T-bar in there. But we'll write up a couple paragraphs about that and we'll put it as an update on the campaign yet this week, early in the campaign, because, yeah, we want you guys to understand exactly what you're getting in terms of plastics and rings and T-bars and that type of thing. But basically, modern plastics, soft hand swivel wrists, and the rest of it is largely the same, aside from some subtle differences with a few less screws and things in the thighs. And you know, a great way to get those those updates the very earliest as just as soon as they come out follow the campaign back the campaign right there we go there we go that follow the campaign no <laughs> pledge to the campaign pledge the campaign pledge the campaign that's oh, the we're got to get with us in the selling business i'm doing i'm working on it. Uh, you're on a podcast full of whores <laughs> 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 Mark, Mark is waving, waving his head. Yep, right here. I thought we were taking a roll call. <laughs> I believe we we prefer the term chills. Yes, <laughs> we, we are we are certainly that for for fan created productions. That is that is for certain. If we if we do nothing around here, we try to to build up that community. But yes, so to 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 sum up, soft hands like we're getting. Uh, on Operation Recall and and Call Sign Longbow and all the other great projects that that you've seen uh, a shill for in in recent months, it's going to be just like that. 
Um, uh, oh my, yes, <laughs> that's correct. That is correct. Um, thank you, Sulu. Goes for the strong arming of pledge or perish. Perish. <laughs> it's a little harsh, but I like it. Headline. I mean, it, it could work. We're getting on board, right? We're getting on board. Sounds like something you'd find on New Hampshire's license plate. Right. Ain't right. no nobody else out there saving you from the undead apocalypse. So That's right. just saying. You know, it's one thing that we talk about a lot with with Joe's, because I hear a lot of people saying with G.I. Joe, like make new characters, right? But there's this weird disconnect between sort of uh, an elite military strike force in the 80s and how they did warfare and what technology they had with what we're doing today. So I think it's difficult to kind of marry old Joe with new Joe. And we had um, Call Sign Longbow, which came out with just said, you know, we're just going straight 80s with it, which I love. We have Operation Recall that came out, which is like, yeah, we're going to kind of do the bit of both thing. And and they're obviously those guys are masters. They're doing a great job with it. But it still really feels like, OK, but you're still in you're still in the 80s. Right. right. What I wanted to do with uh, Undead Operator was to have something that looked and felt like the stuff that we loved as kids, but was firmly set not only in today, but maybe even eight years from now. Right. And, and to build it from the ground up with that uh, mentality, because I think it harkens back to a lot of the good stuff of the old stories. But it's modern. But the beauty of it is we're not calling in drone strikes and stuff because we're deep, deep undercover. Right. We still have to use silent weaponry. There's a reason why we have to use silent weaponry. We still you know, we still have to go in covert and stuff. And I felt like with Undead Operator, it was a beautiful opportunity to have a very modern story but that still worked in the sense that it's a little bit of an undercover outfit. There's, there's a lot of the old tactics being used uh, for a very distinct reason. And these guys are even staying completely off the grid, right? Like they're not using cell phones or any of these types of things, because again, these guys aren't working for the government. This isn't GI Joe. This isn't, you know, America's greatest hero. These are guys that are from all around the world that have been hand selected because of their unique specialty been faked their death, been scrubbed from the record, and they're complete ghosts now. So I think the story has some unique uh, capabilities to it. But at the same time, if you look at Bludgeon, you could roll him right out with your with your Joes, and, and he looks a little bit like he like he belongs and still look great in the photos. We're not going like super sci-fi with it or any of that. So it's really trying to strike the right balance between how can we have a spectrum of sort of like straight military to paramilitary to a little bit of sci-fi to a little bit of this and that, still make it feel like it belongs with our old Joes and also, you know, with some of the new lines that are coming out, but have a story that really works without sort of some of this weird massaging of like, okay, but why are you still using that weapon? Or, or why are you called that when we don't do anything like that anymore? So I think it landed in a pretty good place and I'm excited for people to know a little bit more about the story. And, and of course, the old ways of killing are the best ways of killing. You kill people old fashioned and they really feel it, you know. It's, it should be personal. Yeah, <laughs> medieval, as they said. Kill them until they're dead. Kill them until they're dead. The cheapest big spender, uh, killing zombies with soft hands. Welcome to New Hampshire. And gentle hearts. That should be on their license plate. Sounds like an easy listening radios. Right. WZMB. <laughs> so, Zombie radio. 
uh, Chad, before yeah. we, we wrap up this part of the show here, uh, what what have we not asked you about? What do you want us to know that has not been covered? Well, we talked about story. Uh, we went through the the four characters. We talked about the unlocking tiers, right? So there's a couple of other things. Like, let's say we get, I'm just going to make it, let's, we get all four of these unlocked. And I believe we absolutely can do it. And you go in and you back for eight, right? I think we have a, a backing tier that's eight. It's like, it's like a, a double squad or a full squad or something like mm -hmm. that. You, we plan to have a backers kit, right? Like we were talking about earlier, I believe when we talked about in the Navy so that you can decide out of the four, like how much do you want of each? Do you want two of each end up with eight? Do you want five thirties and one bludgeon and two Malcolms? You know, the idea is you'll be able to, once we get funded and we know how many figures are unlocked at whatever level you've backed at, you'll be able to pick and choose how you want your allotment to come to you, right? So that's something that I wanted people to know. Um, we talked about the story. We talked about the figures. We talked about the, the backing levels. There's a lot of the story that's actually written up on the campaign. If you have any questions at all, please go there and leave a comment because I know Craig and I will be super responsive to making sure that uh, you know, we, we address any comments that come in from you guys. There's not a whole lot more there. We've been having a good day. I've been really pleased with the, the turnout so far. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any particular, we, we really, we really talked about quite a bit of it. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I just had something pop into my head that I can't say on the air. No, oh. say it. No, 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 no. no. Fine. Maybe post, after the show. Post show, <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon and you'll see hear Mike's dirty joke after the show. Right. Well, I mean, really, that that uh, that page is going to be your, the next thirty days of your life. So, uh, hope you didn't have plans. I have no plans. I have no life, sir. I am Here's married to this project. Let, let me give you a, a word to the wise. Right. If if the momentum that's building right now slows down in the middle, that's normal yeah. for a Kickstarter. And uh, B, it's not Glenda's fault. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't mean there isn't a glorious finale coming. Yeah. Thank later you. Later on, because that's just how Kickstarter seems to work, right? Right. It's not Glenda's fault. It's not Glenda's fault at all. Not it. No, no. no. Not the one. So uh what do you say we we do uh can, can I get you for one what's on Joe Mine exclusive Easter egg? Let's say that the, the total for this uh seventy two thousand dollars unlocks all four figures. Say say the pledges continue up, we we tacked on another eighteen grand, to where say a fifth figure might be. Mm -hmm. Who would that be? It's Vale. It's our our werewolf hunter specialist. She's from the the Black Maven class, which is the only class we haven't talked. There she is, right there. And the mask comes off. Some people don't like the mask. I really like the mask, but there'll be some other art that goes up on the campaign that shows you kind of what she looks like without the mask on. But she's got two different weapons. They both have a name. Um, they both have a unique, uh, she'll only hold the one in the one hand, she'll only hold the other in the other hand, and they and they both have a very distinct killing purpose. But she's the best werewolf hunter on earth. Um, she's legally blind. She was born blind. Um, and it's kind of a mystery as to how she can see and be a sharpshooter and take out werewolves from five rooftops away with, with no eyesight. So that's part of her story that will be unpacked over the course of the, of the comic books and stuff like that. But I know how they do it. How do they do it? She goes werewolf, and then someone next to her goes their wolf. <laughs> oh, 
I like that. Like a spotter, right? That's exactly <laughs> how she does it. I thought I... I I'm here all week. Yeah, no, you're wonderful. Tip so your waitress. Veil is number five is the, is the short answer. And she's very, very... Uh, she's one of my... She's one of my favorites. She's very, very cool. So I hope we get there to her. Yeah, I, I thought she had she had a really great look from the first time around. She was one of the early figures then, too. So yeah, uh, I was hoping that was the answer. That's the one. But uh, she's she's Matt Murdock's kid, and that's what it is. It's something like that. Right. Yeah. And she was exclusively, get ready for it, unveiled uh, right here on What's on Joe Mott. Nice. See? I like, she'll be in the comics. So if you back the campaign, even if we don't get her unlocked, you'll get a little veil in your comic book. Alternating thumbs. Right. <laughs> bang, bang. I'm reading, I'm reading some of the comics here. Toy Reclaimer said, just curious why such a huge jump from one character to another I'm, uh, on the funding. Yeah, we can talk about that. Sure, go for it. Yeah, the basic idea is, is if you're going to, if you're going to have a factory do a run, right, of a figure, the first time you do that run, there's all manner of tooling and die casting and stuff that has to be paid for up front. Once you pay for that and it exists, you can do later runs of that same figure without reinventing that wheel. But the basic idea is there's $15,000 plus that kind of has to be allocated. I'm, I don't know the exact number, but I'm, I'm at somewhere in that ballpark that has to be allocated for the physical machinery components to be created at a factory to do a mass run of these figures. Right. So we have to pay for that as a community under a Kickstarter for each figure as it goes. Right. So we've got a straight like $18,000 was the number we were able to get it down to saying, hey, we want this thing under 20 grand. How do we do it? We worked with the factory and got some great stuff in place. So that's why if you're asking about monetarily rather than creatively, that's why there's a big jump between each figure. Yeah. Right. I mean, all four of these figures look completely different from one another. Yeah. So there, there's no shared parts. There's no, uh, there's no reuse here. This, I mean, you're really trying to, to go all killer and no filler. Yeah. Uh, but I'm dumb. And um, so it's, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I totally get that. That's, that's, I mean, I don't know anything about that cost, but that seems like a reasonable one. Yeah. yeah. And if you if you weren't paying attention, there ain't no Tiger Force 30 or Python Patrol Praetor in here, right? Maybe, is... maybe if we get up to that $300,000 level, maybe somewhere down the line, you'd sell <laughs> Tiger Force 30. Right. You, I you probably know. do. Craig and I talked and he asked at one point, like, do you want to try to do save some money with some of this interchangeability? And I said, you know, this is this is my IP. These characters are what they are. I'm not designing them to be toys. I'm designing them to be who they are in the story. And I think they they yield themselves really good to be in a toys. It's a beautiful thing that I can do right now and partnering with the community is I don't have to fudge my story world character narrative to fit a toy line i'm not going to do it this story already is what it is these characters already are what they are and i don't ever want to think of them even that way in the terms of well but if she wears the same wrist guards that's just not how i approach the project what it does mean though is pay a little bit more up front right for some of the originality and, and for characters that are really really married to the story that they live in the GI Joe, you know, 
by the time we had two or three waves in, you already started to see some of that stuff. At first it was great. Snake Eyes was all, was all black, right? But the story wasn't really written. And Hama and some others got to kind of craft that and some wonderful things came out of that. Rashikaji and all, you know, all these beautiful things. But later on, as that line starts to bloat, and you see a lot of cost cutting measures and things being done to sort of increase profitability, you can hear talks by Larry Hama saying this thing became like a bit of a nightmare, right? I've got a guy dressed like a bird, you know, <laughs> things just aren't making, I got a pogo stick, you know, transport, like, you know, he's just pulling his hair out over here. And of course, if you know Hama, I've heard him say that he actually would just sort of like come up with the idea for the cover and then write the script to that type of thing. So he really had his work cut out for him and he did a brilliant job with it. But it's not necessarily the most linear story, sort of like with a beginning, middle and end uh, because it, because of the nature of what it was. But the story that I'm telling really does have an arc here and it's story first for me because that's what my background was in video games, creating worlds, telling stories and putting characters into that world that made sense, um, you know, that you could really resonate with. So I wanted to keep that and I didn't want to have to try to cost cut to make sure that two characters can have the same legs so that we don't have to pay for tooling. I just don't think we have to do it. I'd rather have the artistry and the authenticity in the line. So, so that's the rant on that. All right. I cannot wait until issue like 14 or 15 when 30 on advanced recon thinks she's found Frankenstein and it turns out it's just a crossover and it's classified Falcon. Coming. You might be disappointed <laughs> in issue 14. That's what you're looking for. I'm just saying. And then you can celebrate that by releasing Jets Jersey 30. Uh, which, <sighs> yeah. which can't be which can't beat anybody. Right, and, and it'll have the wrong hair color and stuff like that. So it'll be, you know. Anyways, we're just, sorry, we're ruining it. <laughs> yeah, we, we went too far. I'm having a good time. We're we're, we're ruining it all. Where we he's never coming back on the show. Once, a, once again, we destroy what we touch. I'm just saying. Usually, we ruin the show well before eleven twenty. We actually were on our best behavior. You right. guys are awesome. It's been a day. Um, so we're we're running way, way long. We're going to hold off on doing any more what we got in. Um, but we do want to make sure we get shout outs in there. We got we, of course, got Mark's Mark's glorious. Uh, the, the best bagged shipping of a, of a Crimson Guard retro from Walmart ever. Yeah, it's like uh, being the nicest guy in prison. Right. I'll have to hold everybody. Uh, no new beachhead. So we're not missing anything there. Uh, but so so, Chad, we'll let you go first. You're our guest. Oh, you got any shout outs you want to you want to put out there for the I, universe to enjoy? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if Craig, Craig from Zyka is still watching this, but I'm sure if he's not, he'll catch it on the replay. So, guys, this line would not be happening if Craig hadn't. He actually saw we we met, by the way, Mike, when he saw me doing the live stream almost a year ago here on What's on Joe Mind. And contacted me shortly thereafter and said, it looks like you've really got the makings of something special here. Do you need a partner? And I said, I sure do. And he came on as a production partner and, and did some of the early heavy lift on hiring modelers and, and things like this. And just we wouldn't have this line if it weren't for, for Zyka and Craig. So shout out to Craig, best business partner in the world and a, a really fantastic guy who knows toys. And Thanks you see, what's that? Thanks for tuning in. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Right. And he's, you know, he's running the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter is being is being run by Zyka because he'll handle the finances and everything with uh, with the factor stuff that I just didn't want to. You know, it's just not really my place to do that. Um, but shout out to him. And uh, we had uh, it's Chad. I don't know if he's still here, but uh, he's been a great partner through this whole thing, too, and allowing me to come on his stream from time to time and giving me feedback about about the line and stuff and just being really, really enthusiastic. I'm about you saw him enthusiastic in the chat chat tonight telling everyone to go back it all in and stuff like that. So that is, is wonderful people. I, wow. I, I like to, I've, I've been teasing him tonight on air, but there is like that. That's a good dude, right? Like if, you're, right? if you're not paying attention to it's Chad, uh, give, give him a lend. He's a little down on classified, but whatever. We love him anyway. He's yeah. allowed. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's good people. We, we enjoy his company. We got to get him back on this program at some point, but uh, over there, I don't remember. His wife is going to cosplay as 30 someday soon. So we can all look forward to that. There you go. Yeah. So those are my shouts. Thank you so much. All right. Racktime Rob, shout it out. Hey, shout out to the studio audience and uh, a special shout out to our own uh, Biff McConkinock for his uh, pictures and updates. From yeah, San Diego. Now, now that he's in the, now that he's here, now that he's actually watching, we can shout him out proper. Because he's a bum, well, it, part of the show or something. Well, I'm sure he was, you know, stuck on the 405 coming out of San Diego because it's jammed. It's always jammed. It's jammed. Mark Weber, shout it out. Hey, I got two, uh, and one of them I'm I'm retro on this, but it was I guess it was kind of under the radar. Uh, my pal Carmen, who ran PR for McFarland Toys for 26 years, uh, stealth retired early last year. And I just found out today, <laughs> or late last year, just found out today because she's uh, she's an international woman of mystery. Uh, but she was my boss for most of my time at McFarland Toys and one of my favorite people in the world. So the Carmen, uh, salute and uh, loved having you as a boss. And congratulations as you ride off into retirement. Uh, and then to my friend Jen with a G, who should get free admission to Gen Con, right. uh, who's had had a rough week. So uh, all our best to uh, to my pal Jen. That's it. All right. N- not to the the Weber kids back home from parts unknown. I mean, Surfing. one of them one of them's on a was on a college visit to Pennsylvania, Ugh. but the, the Steeler side of Pennsylvania. So I'm good with that. All right, Matt Rubin. Um, yeah, Matt Rubin might be uh, might be hanging out with uh, with my boy Derek soon. Uh, and then Elizabeth's on a sleepover, right? She's not even in the house. So that's why she wasn't scurrying up the stairs mid-show. So she gets no love. Nothing. Nothing. The dog, no mention. The cat, no mention. The wife, no mention. That's it. You're even mad at the cat tonight, huh? I'm not mad at him. I'm just, mm, I, I, I fear that cat, man. She I give him a lot friend. of room. Is he not around? Is he not in his little cat hut? No, he's not. He's not in the uh, in the cat condo. He was hanging out on the chair for a while. But you know, if he came down here during the show, you wouldn't quite see him coming through the staircase, but you'd hear it, right? Because <laughs> I mean, he's only fifteen pounds, but he lands like fifty. It right. sounds like someone dropped a heavy plate in the gym yeah. when, he, when he plops off the staircase. So, right, right. Ain't, no, ain't like- no stealth in that cat. No, my dad's cat is the same way. He wants you to know he's coming. Yeah. He's the most good-natured most good-natured animal you'll ever find, but he wants you to know he's on his way. Yeah, cats always land on their feet, but Colin lands on all four. And remember, like 18 toes on each front paw. So yeah. 
when he comes down, it's like <laughs> right, Colin dissipating the force. Yeah, just let the dog know, you know, Daddy's home. <laughs> let the dog know. Yeah. I'll give a shout out to our, our good friend, uh, Hooded Cobra Commander 788. Uh, always does a great job of plugging the damn show before we, we take our spot at nine o'clock with his live stream at eight. I encourage you to watch last week's, uh, last weekend's video where he reviews the Cobra bug. Uh, it is, it is wonderful. Uh, it, it guest stars Chris from Comic Tropes. Um, it's, it's good stuff. He, there's always I, I'm not I'm not big on on watching video you know reviews of 35 year old toys on YouTube. It's really not my thing. But I watch Brian's because they're fun. He's funny. He's got a good sense of humor. So I encourage you if you're like me and those aren't your cup of tea, go watch his. You'll like them anyway. They're mm -hmm. fun. Um, give a shout out to our wonderful friends at Kokomo Toys, uh, who continue to sponsor us. Uh, we have not in a long time sung the theme song. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think since Joe Colton's been gone, which is getting to be some time now. Uh, so uh, once more, for the folks in the back, we will sing the Kokomo to Toys theme song. Kokomo, 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 Kokomo Toys. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Kokomo, Toys. And um, of course, you folks out in the audience, uh, if you're catching us live, thank you for tuning in. Spending every uh, Tuesday night with us. We went real long this week, but we had a lot of news. We had a lot of Chad. So uh, we, you got to make time for that. You can't. You can't just. You can't just hem yourself into two hours for stuff like that. Uh, we, right. We. He was good enough to start his Kickstarter on a Tuesday. We had to make sure that we got all of his questions and and uh, and all of his details in there. So uh, special shout to you, Chad. Thank uh, you. If you're catching us on YouTube tonight. Uh, remember, please go ahead. Give us a thumbs up. You guys have been a little slacking on the thumbs ups lately. But Smash the thumbs up. That that's the easiest button to hit, right? Easy. Uh, or, or or maybe go over to that big red button and hit the subscribe thing. Uh, we're right on the cusp of thirteen hundred. That's great. Uh, we've had some pretty good growth this year. Remember, the goal is hey, let's get to two thousand by the end of the year. So if you're one of that twenty-five to thirty percent of folks every week who are watching us and not subscribing, just go subscribe. Google already knows you're here. They're going to recommend our videos to you till the end of time. So you might as well hit that one button and help us out. Do it. Um, honest to God, it's Google. They don't forget anything ever. Ever. Never forget. You're going to be getting reminders on What's on Joe Mind episodes for the rest of your life. You might as well be a subscriber now. Mm -hmm. um, if you're catching us on Facebook, give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Give us a little huggy guy. Uh, if you're catching us on replay, we love you too. Uh, keep doing all that YouTube stuff. If you're catching us on audio replay, uh, whether that be with Apple Podcasts or Podbean or Stitcher or uh, what's that other one? Spotify. Spotify, yeah, that's the one the kids like these days. Um, we're there too. Uh, we've actually gotten a couple couple little reviews and comments on Spotify lately. Thank you for that. Uh, but leave us a nice five-star review. Let everybody else know how great we are because uh, that's, what, that's what helps us get circulated on those those audio only websites uh that's what gets the job done uh so thank you for your time and your efforts in that regard our growth is thanks to you i hate to keep asking for more but eh, it's keep hitting buttons <laughs> keep, so, hitting buttons. <laughs> keep hitting buttons it's easy you're you're already right at the computer <laughs> keep just, it. just make sure those buttons don't play wham songs that's right well if, or if they <laughs> not not for more than six seconds 
yeah. that tends to tends to get us in trouble uh, yeah. with the with the the YouTube people, and yeah. we won't be able to be seen in Russia. Yeah. We're not really ever seen in, oh. in, in in an unrelated story. Don't put knives in baby cribs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. And on that note, uh, it's probably time for us to say goodnight, let you guys go eat some dinner. Um, so uh, for my guest host, the lovely and talented Malcolm Zedek, Chad LaForce. Uh, for Racktime Rob, for the Honcho Mark Weber, I'm Mike Irizarry. Be sure to join us next Tuesday night at 9.05 here on the Superstation for another episode of What's on Joe Mind. You will be live in the team stream. Um, as our friend Vagon likes to say, stay safe and if you can't be careful. We'll see you next time. Have a great rest of the week. And yo, Joe. Beer.